And hello and welcome everyone to the comic multiverse where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I am your host Joel and joining me is my co-host, my uh, partner in comic book podcasting crime. It's Matt, everybody. It's Matt. Uh, how you going, Joel? I see you've got something new on your face. Yes, yes. Uh, it's, it's, it's the beard. I'm growing it differently now. <laughs> no, I finally, I finally finished the worst anime arc in comic multiverse history. I finally got my glasses that I had talked about forever and ever. And yeah, my eyes don't hurt anymore and I can see things far away. So, well, speaking of anime, you can do that anime thing that like the, the, the edgy guys that have the glasses use. Yeah, and you, you can like push the glasses up and have that like reflection on them and... <laughs> I'm, I'm still working on it. As you can see, you can actually see my screen reflected in the lenses. I'm still not quite sure how that works. And here's another thing that totally fucked me up, because obviously we all have to wear a mask now as to not spread the horrible, deadly sickness that is out there. Uh, <laughs> I end up steaming them up when I'm trying to walk around, and I'm like, ah, fuck. I do that when I blow my nose as well. I'll, like, blow my nose and come back, and it'll be all foggy. <laughs> There's so many rules of glasses that I'm still just now learning, yeah. and it's a hell of a thing. And you're probably going to have to be taking them in every couple of months to get the, the screws in the side tightened, because when I take mine off, it, like, the 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 uh, the, br the oh, thing no. that goes over your ear sort of falls down, because it loosens up, because it fits your head. So you got to, like, oh, get, because you just got to tighten the little, little screws up in the corner every now and then. Oh. Well, thank you for the heads up. I was lucky I got two pairs for the price of one, so I got mm -hmm. one in blue and one in black. But uh, yeah, ah, crap. So much so much about upkeep I'm not aware of yet. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, how was your week, Matt? Yeah, no, pretty good. Pretty good playing more, more Avengers, grinding out Likewise. towards that level 50. Is that the cap now? I, uh, I'm just about to finish the story mode. I haven't been able to devote as much time to it as I wanted. I'm like... On the final mission or the penultimate mission, I got to get the Stark Tech armor that mm -hmm. everyone hated so much in the trailers, not knowing that there was alternates. They hated it so much in the trailers, but now that it's out, everyone's like, oh, they're actually really quite cool suits. That's funny. Yeah. So but, yeah, that's uh, where I'm at. Yeah, game continues to be good. Lots of bugs, though, which they need to fix. And as I said on my stream uh, earlier on today, um, they're like bugs that like you would have thought they would have fixed. Like they're very obvious ones. Yeah, but you're like, oh, why did, how did no one like notice that when they were playing yeah. like QAing it and stuff? Yeah, I'm still having fun with it, but yeah, it's the little things they get wrong mm -hmm. where it's like, well, how did you get all the other stuff right? And how did you license all this great music, but you fucked up on this part? Yeah, it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. Definitely. Uh, what is it? Uh, my Hulk got stuck up at one point and just couldn't move until he eventually got knocked out of it by enemies. That was a problem. Yeah, no, I've had that a couple of times with characters where they just stay stationary for long mm -hmm. periods of time. I've had no visual bugs, I'm happy to say, so it's been nothing too catastrophic. I had the problem where characters were talking and their mouths weren't moving, and I'm like, <laughs> ooh, that's unfortunate. <laughs> Again, all all them little things, but uh, yeah, overall still pretty cool. We haven't had a chance to play together yet, but we should. I know uh, Tiff over on Comic Pop, she's playing it and streaming it too. I don't know what system she's playing it on, but we should try and get a bunch of comic book YouTubers together to we, play it. We should get four point. people, like us two and two other people, uh, to fill yeah, out the yeah. strike team. Absolutely. Uh, what is it? Ooh, I've played it long enough now that I finally got what you were saying. Yeah, it's not fun to fly around as Iron Man. Yeah, it's it's very slow. 
I had, yeah, there, there is a boost option. I got the boost option, but it's again the boost option is like it's because it uses that intrinsic thing. It's very quick, uh, so you like you press the boost button and it's over with almost immediately. I I feel kind of like drunk Tony Stark. Maybe I'm just bad at steering. In <laughs> truth, I'm bad at steering Thor too. Though I do genuinely like the idea that Thor doesn't fly right away. That he needs to actively swing his hammer, much like he does in the comics and movies. Yeah, I I, I find th- th- between Thor and Captain America, they're my two favorite characters. They're pretty fun. I actually quite enjoy Black Widow. I love being able to just mm-hmm. bust caps and asses. Yeah, but Black Widow's pretty cool. I think she's. Or at least in the beta, she was, like, the most OP character. Like, in terms of, like, skills and, like, what she can do with her abilities and stuff. You can also spam that, like, staff overhead Mm -hmm. for, like, an AoE over and over again. And I'm just like, oh, I could totally spam the fuck out of this. (laughs) I'm also assuming when they get Winter Soldier in the game, he's going to play very much the same. Just probably with a bigger gun, I assume. (laughs) Yeah. Also, I feel really dumb not realizing this until I was basically done the campaign. I'm like, man, these repulsors aren't nearly as powerful as they should be. What? He had lasers and rockets, too? I had to unlock them? That's not <laughs> yeah, fair. You didn't realize that? <laughs> not until the very end. I'm like, wait, he had whole other options. I'm just sitting there. Repulsor, repulsor, kind of weak punches because that's how I built it. I'm like, man, Iron Man's no fun. <laughs> then I got the rockets, and I'm like, oh, this is much better. Yeah, the, uh, I think the rockets are the strongest of those, uh, those mm. abilities. The lasers are good as well for, like, dealing with huge crowds yes which they really start throwing just immense uh, mm-hmm. groups of people at you at a point yeah but yeah so avengers game it's all right it has some bugs to be ironed out and i'm sure it is because their plan seems to be that this game is going to be with us for a while and they're just going to keep adding shit to it yeah well what else from what i've heard like they the, the next patch whenever that's going to be i'm not sure when but it's going to fix like quite a few or at least they they promise it will Well, that's good. Uh, Now, I suppose from there we can hop into the news for this week. And, oh, there was a lot of news, Matt, but it didn't come from the source that you thought it would. (laughs) You would assume that all the big DC news this week, and admittedly we have a ton of DC news here to cover, was going to be from Fandome, or should I say DC Fandome 2, Dome Harder. (laughs) This is the sequel to the thing we only did, like, what, like four weeks ago? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we're doing it again, and uh, oh boy, get excited for a bunch of panels and a bunch of video segments that weren't good enough to make it in the first time that we've all kind of chopped out and moved down the line. Now, you and I were worried because it's like, oh, AT&T took over this company. Oh no, AT&T fired a bunch of people and then had this big fan event. Oh no, and the stuff they pushed a couple weeks down was all comics-related stuff. Yeah, and... Like, just this whole event just screamed, like, they just don't give a shit about, and like, any of the stuff that was on here, which is mainly, like, the TV stuff and uh, the comic book stuff and, like, animated yeah. stuff and all that. If, uh, if I had to sum it up in one word, it would be afterthought. And I basically already felt that way, where it's like, look, it's been a couple of weeks. Surely they're not going to announce anything bigger than the Batman trailer. I'm going to fucking sleep in, and I'll just read about the news later, and you and I will do the show Sunday. And that's what I was going to do until Sal of Comic Pop wrote me and said, hey, Joel, are you watching this? So where can I actually see it? I'm not totally sure. And I'm like, hey, man, I'm not <laughs> totally sure either. Let me look up, get up, and have a look. And oh, oh, I'm glad I did, because what began was one of the most hilarious fucking shit shows like what it was supposed to start at noon it didn't uh, actually start or didn't like actually get all the bugs worked out until like two hours later yeah which was 
kind of a shit move for me because for me because it started at like 1 or 12 your time yeah, yeah. started at 3 o'clock in the morning for me and I wanted to stay up because I wanted to watch some of the panels some of the Superman and Lois panels and all that stuff and yeah you, 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 it started and then like nothing worked and like nothing at all yeah. worked and everyone was pushing links that no, didn't work and as you said like Sal didn't even know where to watch it they didn't make it clear where you could watch it <laughs> Yeah, we, we work in this industry. This is our thing. We're supposed to know this. And they made it impossible to decipher. Like, I think it was the day before. They're like, oh, plan your fandom schedule. I'm like, why do all these things start at 1 and 12? Why all these things That's can't possibly start at once? That's what confused me because in the first one, they did it all like as a set throughout the day. Whereas here, they're just like, oh, we'll just dump them all at the same time. As we eventually found out, despite the fact that they kept calling it a stream, the fact that they kept calling it basically Fandom 2. Oops, big problem. It's not actually a stream that you tune in and watch all at once. It's literally just, here's all the video segments we had from the original that we had no time for that we pushed to the side. We're just going to throw them up. Although maybe you can stream them too, but only if you actually worked out a special deal with Warner Brothers. I heard this too from yes, some people in yes. the know. But eventually that didn't matter because eventually they just fucking threw them all up anyway. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, it was just like complete oversight on their part. They just didn't seem to care. And as I said, like the, the, the whole, because they were pushing all the videos out, you'd think it would be pretty easy where they have like a playlist of videos that are mm. scheduled to, you know, like how we schedule videos on yes. YouTube. Yes. Um, scheduled to go out at a certain time. The time comes around, the video is published publicly. You'd think they'd do something like that, but apparently they didn't. They couldn't, you know, stream it to like Twitch and YouTube and all these places. Yep. They had to have a website dedicated to it. And whoever and designed the website wasn't very good at their job. The best part is, is they had four extra weeks to plan this and they still fucked it up. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know you how. Know you know it was bad because you had like actual celebrities and industry people being like, hey, everyone, the Harley panel is starting now. Hey, everyone, the three Jokers panel is starting now. Even though when you pressed it, it turned up like a 502 bad gateway because it's like, oh, you guys set these tweets and forgot about them because, you know, that's what you're contractually mandated to do. And now none of them are working. Yep. Yep. It was funny watching them all like tweeted it all out and everything. And the, the, the funniest one, the funniest one I thought was... um uh the the superman men a tomorrow animated movie um which 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 was really cool because it actually streamed for free for the whole day um oh, that's fun but what what happened was it had it had its world premiere uh just the other day when when all this started happening thing is they still released the movie four weeks prior so anyone who, digital, who yeah. anyone who wanted to see it has already seen it and they're acting like this I is know. the world premiere of it and everything that that blew me away. I'm like, you cannot be fucking serious. Anyone who's actually a fan and actually cares watches these digitally four weeks before. Same with, like, the Three Jokers panel and everything else. It's like, motherfucker, we've we seen it. We, we, we've already read it. Why why are you doing a panel on this when we've already seen it and read it? Again, oh, because you were supposed to do it four weeks ago. Yeah, again, it, it's like they didn't think about, like, okay, well, we need to keep these panels on this day and we can move all of this stuff four weeks later. We need to keep all this, all this particular stuff like Three Jokers and the Man of Tomorrow uh, world premiere. We need to keep all that and move all of this elsewhere. They didn't think about that. They just moved everything no. that wasn't no. movie related, live action movie related, or live action oh, TV. Man, I knew, I knew 
that this was a glorious, glorious shit fire when Variety and other websites started actually uh, tweeting big news stories from the panels that weren't actually playing because obviously, again, they wrote their articles yeah, on this the, four weeks they ago. Knew, they knew about it already. <laughs> Yeah, they knew about it already. This was already ready to go. So, you know, when they announced, uh, oh, uh, what is it, Doom Patrol Season 3 announced, they already knew that. And the article already went before the stream could even have happened. And then the Young Justice fan site was like, hey, Young Justice Season 4 will be called Phantoms. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because you guys already know. And you already set this to go. And, oh, this is amazing. (laughs) This is a – the event is getting scooped because they already gave out the scoops four weeks ago. God damn it, yeah. And then um, as well, which we'll talk about a little later on the show, like obviously we had DC solicitations came out, I think, what, yeah. the day before or like like okay, a couple of hours yeah. after before and it kind of like, again, spoiled everything that happened at DC fandom. There was much more, well, far more news in mm-hmm. the solicitations, which we will be talking about, uh, than there was at the actual event, which mm-hmm. I'm like, so you literally made this event entirely pointless for anyone who actually cared. And stuff that you may have wanted where it's like, hey, Harley Quinn season three, right? No, we're not going to announce that here. No, yeah, they could have used this chance to announce um, like a bunch of cool stuff, make it make it also special like the first one was. Nah. Yeah. Nah. This is, this is why it got moved four days. And I don't know if someone was taking the piss or not, but I actually heard someone floating the rumor where it's like, oh, well, you know, uh, Warner Brothers is thinking like, hey, maybe we should uh, charge people next year for fandom. <laughs> like, ah, ha, 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 that's cute, but it's wrong. <laughs> oh, what's also funny is um, I think it might have been Jim Lee tweeted it out mm. that – um. In the next week or so, there's going to be news announced for um, uh, DC Universe about like right. what's happening with that. Because obviously, when uh, Doom Patrol was uh, renewed, it was renewed on HBO Max. They didn't mention That's anything right. about uh, DC uh, Universe. And Stargirl is going to CW, and Harley Quinn is already on, like, a bunch of other networks. Yeah, that was a big story that they never addressed. Yeah, what will be the ultimate fate of DC Universe? It ain't fucking sticking around. Yeah, or if it is, it's just going to go, like, all comics, like Marvel Unlimited. Or something like that. But, uh, yeah, so that was the shit show that was DC fandom, too. Oh, I wish wish you all could have been there on Twitter (laughs) when we were taking the piss out of this event, because, oh, boy... Man, here's the ball, and here's you dropping the ball, which again, you did better four weeks ago. What the fuck happened? Yeah, I could understand if it was like the day after and there might have been some minor technical difficulties, but yeah, they had four weeks to like make sure everything was fine, make do do test runs and test runs, you know? Yeah. Nah, don't care. They don't care. <laughs> I, I bet you, I bet you a hundred dollars. That literally the reason this didn't go off the way they wanted it to is some underpaid, forget underpaid, some unpaid intern forgot to set the videos from unlisted to private. Probably, yeah, something, because they, they were using their own, like, proprietary video platform, which I guess Hosting, they made yeah. for this, or, like, just, like, hosted, where it's like, we're just just use youtube just like for set real. a bunch of videos to private and then unprivate them like it, the system is already there you might as well just use it 
no, Matt, we're a big company, so we need to spend lots of money that we could put on something else. Oh, God damn it. The only way we know we're doing a good job is when we spend a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, they better not charge. Like, if, they, if this ends up being, like, a yearly thing, they better not start charging. Like, I imagine loads of people would be upset if they did that. Well, you know, Matt, it depends if by this time next year we're actually allowed to go to actual conventions and trade shows again. I know it doesn't look good, so I guess we'll see. <laughs> Man, if they start fucking charging con prices to go to the digital con, that'll be... Ugh. <laughs> At that point, I, I renounce uh, geekery and nerdery, and I'm going to, like, fucking start watching sports or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the rebirth of Joel is a sports YouTuber. Sports hey, man. channel, yeah. <laughs> hey, man. I, I guess I couldn't be Cape Joel anymore. I'd be like, oh, goal Joel or something now. Hey, man, you hear... About the sports ball game, they got a touch pass. Yep, <laughs> that's that's how it goes, right? <laughs> that's what sports is like, right? <laughs> oh, man. I should do that for an April Fool's video, just, like, change the channel to Gold Joel and be like, yeah, we're all sports content now <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, let's actually talk about some of the few things that did get announced, not at fandom, but got announced around fandom, and I alluded to them previously, uh, Young Justice Season 3 finally announced it's gonna be called Phantoms, as, uh, of course, the one before it was called Outsiders and Invasion and everything else, uh, what, uh, what do we think Phantoms is alluding to? Obviously, I'm sure the Superman fan in you, Matt, probably jumped to Phantom Zone. Yep, yep, Phantoms from the Phantom Zone. Um, what happened at the we end have of- not seen it What yet. happened at the end of the last season? Because I didn't watch all of it. Uh, what did happen? I did. It's been so fucking long. Oh, okay. So, uh, Brion, uh, Geoforce of the Outsiders, actually turned heel on the rest of the team and actually became, like, the dictator of uh, his country. So that was interesting because all season long it's like, ooh, who's going to turn on the Young Justice team? Who's the traitor? And we all thought it was Tara only for them to kind of swerve you and be like, nah, it was actually her brother who ended up uh, going heel on everybody. Oh, that's pretty cool. It was kind of cool, yeah, it was an interesting thing, so I guess he'll be uh, a foe moving forward. Uh, we got Beast Boy's new team, which is basically Teen Titans and everything, but name. Yeah, again, like, uh, because of, like, the color of the logo and everything, I was thinking maybe, like, it had something to do with Beast Boy, because I, I do remember that being right. a thing where he got he got his own team. Yeah, he is becoming a bigger character. They actually mm -hmm. did a whole episode alluding to his history with the Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe I saw that we'll one. See Maybe they'll come back. Maybe they're the phantoms, like the ghosts, because they live again, because the Doom Patrol always just dies over and over. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, a lot of people, too, thinking phantoms might very well relate to uh, Wally West, who, you know, gave his life and died. Mm -hmm. Maybe this is the season where he finally comes back, because they teased Ghost Wally a little bit. Would kind of, And it would kind of make sense, because I, I imagine this would be premiering around the time... Well, it'll be premiering uh, after the time, like, Wally West as mm. as Wally West is back in the comics. Yeah, so there's definitely some places they could go with it. Uh, man, I hope they work out the budget this season, because you could tell where they were <laughs> cutting. Like, they, they had the big ideas, you know? They had what they wanted to do, and they weren't going to let a little thing like money slow them up. So you could tell they were cutting corners for, like, animation, being like, oh, are we going to get a fight here? we can end it with one punch yeah that's one of the things that kind of like put me off that season because you could tell it was a lot cheaper than the previous seasons yeah like those they first couple episodes were rough mm -hmm. 
Yeah, they wanted it to look the same. They wanted all the same actors. They had, you know, all the wherewithal and all the storytelling chutzpah, but it's clear the money was not there. Mm-hmm. And, man, you know, I, I fear that things may bode very similarly for Harley Quinn because the word is apparently budget is what's actually stopping up season three on HBO. Yeah, yeah. I, I imagine, again, like, because it, these were just relegated to, like, nothing post on this this part two of DC fandom, they, they kind of don't want to spend money on it. Animation is expensive, and good animation is really fucking expensive. Mm-hmm. And it seems now like all the really expensive animated shows go to streaming anyway. They go to, like, Netflix and shit. Yeah, yeah. And and, uh, and then they're canceled after a season, even though that season's probably very, uh, very good. Very good, exactly. Like, what is it? That uh, show, uh, Kippo and the Wonder Beast. I didn't even start that because I'm like, ooh, what an impressive, interesting-looking animated show. This ain't gonna fucking make it. <laughs> oh, it got three seasons, and the third season is the last one? okay maybe i will go back and watch it then (laughs) maybe maybe i'll give it a try yeah as chris in the chat is saying yeah they don't have money for young justice but they got dump trucks full of money to go to what is it Zack snyder's house to finish movies Mm -hmm. that already bombed once Mm -hmm. don't don't spend that money on something that's already proven popular and a critical darling spend it on something that you basically got threatened and browbeaten into doing (laughs) for fuck's sake but uh so yeah that's young justice should be good uh i'm definitely interested in it i'm i'm ride or die for young justice <laughs> at this point even if i fully admit mm, that third season had a lot of trouble my thing is like okay look you don't have uh, all the money you used to just do less episodes yeah just make the seasons you know 10 episodes yeah, like like Harley uh, only had I think like ten episodes a season, and they did two seasons back to back. I think Young Justice had considerably more, but it's like yeah, just just roll it back, take the budget you have and spend it, you know, the right way. Do do like old Star Trek, basically. Look like these are the talky walky episodes, and these are like you know the big blowout episodes. Well, maybe as well, what they should do is maybe uh, scale back the cast a little bit because it's quite a big mm. cast of characters. It's massive. So maybe maybe just scale them back to like like a base team of like five and that's another thing too where it's like man i really respect this show for greg wise i mean like yeah this is my dc universe and we're going to explore every single corner of it and it's Mm going to be a cast of millions and i know some people even complained about that in the previous season where it's like well wait the characters i started with this season they're all in managerial roles now (laughs) and they're all like getting older and shit because we know we keep jumping ahead like five years every season yeah yeah Which, I mean, hey, is cool, because that means we might actually get Super Sons this season, perhaps, depending <laughs> on how hard they jumped ahead. Yeah. You never you never know. Uh, but yeah, so uh, that was your Young Justice news. And I mean, uh, there was the Doom Patrol news there as well. But I think there's even less to say about that, because technically they didn't even get to finish season two before the pandemic hit, and they kind of had to rush it. Yeah, that, well, that's the thing. Like, they can announce all these shows, but we're not going to see them for probably, you know, a good year and a half. Yeah, especially the live action ones where it's like, you can't go out and film these right now. I mean, mm-hmm. you could, but as we've seen with, like, Robert Pattinson and The Rock, there's no telling that your actors won't get sick. Yeah, yeah, so... Uh, it's cool that they're announcing them but yeah i'd rather they like sit on it and just wait until they know it's an absolute certainty that they can do it 
it's true and then it's like i'm sure in their mind they're like no we can't do that we gotta work to earn to like actually feed our families and feed ourselves and we signed contracts and everything and this has to get done and i'm like wow that sounds really shitty you know from people who are working blue collar jobs and even people who are working in entertainment it's like yeah we we have to make something eventually I know the world is burning and like all the rules are flying out the window, but we have to make something up. Perfect example. I'm a big fan of uh, Law and Order and September is usually when like the new season of Law and Order comes back. Mm -hmm. They had to wrap up early because of the virus. And I'm like, did did they even get to film in the off season? (laughs) Did they even film a show? And they're like, yeah, we're coming back uh, uh, November probably. And I'm like, that's not that far away. Are you, how are you going to film like multiple episodes in that time? Look, we're going to go to Mariska Hargitay's house. Okay. With like a GoPro (laughs) and we're going to film it. It all takes place in Olivia Benson's house this year. You're going to, you're going to have a load of episodes that, um, that, uh, have, um, characters in comas reliving like clip shows. (laughs) from classic episodes <laughs> remember when stapler with- beat that that child rapist up <laughs> oh yeah i do actually stabler stabler is supposed to come back this season mm-hmm. this is the big return of stabler season yeah yeah he returns here and then he's getting his own spin-off law and order uh what is it organized crime division <laughs> yeah chris Maloney just goes around beats up child rapists <laughs> which hey that's that's a fun show i'd watch that show <laughs> It's funny, too, you know, it's like, it's great to see Maloney back, but it's also sad, too, because he's like, hey, man, I had my run on SVU and everyone loved it. Now I'm going to do other things. It's going to be great. Happy. Canceled. all. <laughs> all of his other projects canceled before their time. And it's like, oh, that's a shame. Yeah. That's a shame. But, you know, I, I could see his thing where it's like, look, I'll come back and do SVU, but I need my own spinoff that I can star in. <laughs> And also, I, th- I think they're, uh, what is it, they're being kind of unoriginal with organized crime division. Come on, it totally should have been internal affairs. Yeah, yeah, it should have. That would have been really interesting, actually. That is, but I, like, literally think Dick Wolf is terrified of making that show because he's like, no, 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 no. I only get to make Law & Order because I enjoy a good relationship with the real-life NYPD. <laughs> And if I started making this show, they're like, oh, guess what? We can't come and be extras in your thing. And, oh, look, we're not going to give you the cruisers in uniforms anymore. (laughs) Oops. But, uh, yeah, so Doom Patrol. I I wonder, too, is technically the episodes we didn't get at the end of last season, are they counted for this new season order, too? I guess so. Because that's, like, how, like, uh, the CW shows are working. How, like, the the show's... Uh, the episodes they didn't get to film at the end of last season are going to be like the first two episodes of yeah. the next season. So I imagine that's going to how it's working in Doom Patrol. I mean, they have to because it, yeah, it kind of it wasn't it was wrapped up, but then it wasn't. So they kind of need to explain a little bit stuff with Dorothy and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, it was a total Empire Strikes Back mm-hmm. ending where everyone is defeated and everything is at its lowest. Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, either way, two shows I'm excited about. I'm glad they're coming back, and I hope I get to enjoy them at some point. Yeah. All right, then what else do we got here? Oh, more DC news, this time from the film side of things. Wonder Woman 1984 moved to Christmas now. Moved again. And I guarantee you it has everything, everything to do with Tenant 
absolutely bombing at the box office. <laughs> 100% people uh, spoke with their wallets and they were not willing to risk their lives to go see the new magnum opus from uh, Christopher Nolan and because of that they're like oh fuck we gotta do something with this big crowd pleaser we've been sitting on uh, move it to Christmas and here's the thing I bet they're gonna move it again like I still think that is wildly wishful thinking that we're gonna be getting to see movies by Christmas and, time. Uh, yeah, not just that just like you think like oh it's Christmas that's a long time away it's three fucking months away and it's already three been how many months. months in quarantine <laughs> i know i know it's hard to what is it to keep track of time anymore but yeah it's like i'm sure because they took that big chris nolan hit with tenant i'm sure they're probably feeling extra worried right now and i'm sure the other big thing in the hollywood press is uh that mulan movie came out mm-hmm. and they have not announced the numbers for that yet to where i'm like ooh, so they're not bad but they're not what you wanted they're not bragging numbers is what you're saying yeah oh well, i know i know mulan didn't do well in like china when they when they fucking bent over backwards to fucking uh appease their china overlords yeah, 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 yeah. Even amidst a storm of controversy, a friggin' Professor Thorgy had to remind me of this. It's like, hey, remember when the actress who starred as Mulan in the new movie came out in favor of the oppressive regime that was beating up people in the Hong Kong protests? Oh, no, that's right. I did forget about that. Well, guess what? They also filmed some of this movie around those new Chinese concentration camps that yeah. they set up for Muslim people. Oh, no. Yeah, that, that whole movie is just so weird because I, I haven't seen it yet because I'm not fucking pain, pain to watch it um uh like um from what i've heard it like it just basically discount it's not even like a remake like how lion king was a remake of the 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 animated movie it's like completely devoid of like all the stuff that made the animated mulan really good oh, um yeah. and they 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 give her like superpowers and all of that sort of She's stuff a warrior like, now, yes. they, they 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 pick and choose from like chinese like myths and legends that when mashed together don't make any sense (laughs) which is funny because the first mulan did that too and they got in trouble for it because yeah it's a it's a weird fucking movie like if they had called it anything but mulan and if they didn't you know occasionally bring in a couple bars of the score i might actually have enjoyed it better because it's like oh it's like a wushu kung fu movie for kids but then like every five minutes it keeps reminding you that this is a mulan movie and it's like oh yeah the the animated one's better does it even have like musical numbers in it no none at all they have a couple stings of the songs you know so you get a couple bars of uh reflection and you get a couple you you get one guy making reference to i'll make a man out of you but no you get no songs god damn it i don't know is um i know donnie yen's in it i wonder if he gets to do anything probably not no, he. Do- I think he's the emperor. I think he just kind of stands uh, well, you there. You waste fucking regal. Donnie Yen. Come on. You totally. It's worse too because they imply that uh, the emperor is also a badass chi warrior, and then he does no actual fighting <laughs> in the movie. Of course, of course. Well, I think he like grabs an arrow out of. The- yeah, he grabs an arrow Ooh. out of the air at one point, and him and Mulan do like you know combo move against <laughs> the villain. <laughs> Which is weird, too, because, like, it's a completely different guy from the movie. It's not, uh, what is it? I was going to call him Shang Tsung, but that's not it. It's not Tai Lung. It's not It's not the guy from the movie. I think they, like, actually try and make him a real... Uh, oh, no, yeah. Jet Li's the Emperor, apparently. Oh, is Jet Li the Emperor? I know Donnie Yen's in it. I didn't even know Jet Li was in it. Yeah, Jet Li. That's even worse. How do you waste that Jet, Jet Li? <laughs> that Jet Li doesn't get to do much. God damn it. Chair. 
yeah, the, the villain is like Bori Khan, and I'm like, was that a real person? Because it's like, yeah, hey, all this stuff we did with the Huns was actually kind of historically inaccurate, and like, actually, there's many groups here of Rowans and you know, kind of like uh, nomadic people. So we're we're still gonna demonize them as villains, but we're gonna be more historically accurate when we do. It's weird. <laughs> It's fucking weird. It's a weird fucking movie, Mulan. It really is. And Stranger Still, it kind of botches the girl power message, actually, where it's like, you know, in the original Mulan, yeah, she's a woman who succeeds in a man's world because she doesn't brute force her way through every problem. She does the cool firework trick that brings down the mountains on all of them, and that's super badass. In this, it's like, nah, Mulan succeeds in a man's world because she's a badass she-warrior, you know, yeah. chosen by the universe. And I'm like, that. that's not a good message. I was gonna say, that, yeah, they attribute, like, all her, like, like, fighting prowess and all that to like oh she's magic she's, powers she's a a jedi yeah because she's a fucking jedi and then i started thinking about what is what they did to ray in that last star wars yeah, movie it's exactly like, the same <laughs> how do you make that mistake twice fuck and they're both disney films <laughs> and ray's story started so good and then they completely undercut it by being like nah she's a palpatine and then i love this week too they're like oh but she was almost a kenobi too and i'm like that's also bad <laughs> And people are like, oh, that would have made the movie so much better. No, it wouldn't have. No. We would have had all the same problems. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> That's equally as bad, but we're, t- we're talking about Wonder Woman. Do you think they're just going to bite the bullet and eventually put this on fucking streaming? See, I don't think... I don't I don't know. I, I would say yes, but then, like, I know, like, WB can be pretty bullheaded because they, I mean, they fucking Very. broke down to fucking Nolan, uh, who, who demanded his film be be put out in cinemas and and it completely bombed and that that could drive them to vod and realize that oh there's money to be made here but as well as like i think they could be like no we're going to make this like this is going to be our real get back into the cinema movie tenant wasn't wasn't that tenant wasn't that mm. just don't don't pay attention to tenant pay attention to wonder yeah. woman yeah really uh, I, I just don't know, man. I really don't. I want to see it. I don't know if I'm going to see it. And also, too, I wonder if the reason the studios are being so bullheaded, too, where it's like, guys, we can't finish movies like we used to now because everyone needs to stay six feet apart and people are editing at home. <laughs> and, like, we don't – we have this one done and in the tank – we don't have any more in the tank after this. Yeah, they want to, like, try and stretch it out for as long as possible. Like, that's what I'm thinking, because, like, clearly they can't finish these movies at the same speed, and when they try, like, with the Batman, oh, fuck, our star got COVID. Yeah, I I actually saw someone mention that maybe, like, they could be doing that, like, moving Wonder Woman to December so they can basically marathon Tenant until then, sort of, like, keep it extending extending its run in the cinema to, like, make back money, but as well as, like, just keep something in the cinema, Right. Well, because I know that's a big problem, too, with the theater owners who are like, look, your movie fucking underperformed. You told us people would come and see it Mm -hmm. and they didn't. So now we're out money. We had to pay hazard pay to our employees to come out and work during a fucking pandemic. We only really make money off concessions. Everything else is rent. And hey, guess what? If we're closed down and not doing business, we actually have more leeway to negotiate uh, with our landlords and shit. Mm -hmm. And again, again, I think a lot of the blame also has to be laid on Chris Nolan because he was adamant that this film yes, he was. be released and not only that he was vehemently against it because they said like okay we'll release it but we'll also release it in drive-ins because drive-ins are super fucking popular right now yes um, they have to be and he said no you're not releasing this film in drive-ins and the movie never went to drive-ins and because of that it's fucking suffered 
stubborn to the point of recklessness and it didn't pay off seemingly for anybody again it seems it seems to i seem to think that like he thought that like oh this will be like i'll be the savior of cinema that i'll I'll be the savior of the theater because he is a big theater um uh vocal about like going to theater and having that theater experience and uh, yeah that's cool but like there's a fucking pandemic on like does he not have like any tact and does he not realize that i mean again yeah like i said i can understand being an artist i can understand you know loving theaters i would love to go to the theater but (laughs) not now christopher nolan yeah Trust me, I would love to make Tenet the first movie I see after not getting to see movies in like four or five months. But again, I, I ain't risking it. But uh, so, yeah, we'll we'll see about Wonder Woman. And I guess, too, we'll see about Black Widow because it seems like, again, uh, Warner Brothers and Disney are kind of playing, you know, three-dimensional chess with the release dates of all these movies now. Yeah, well, yeah, Black Widow's kind of a strange one. I guess, I guess like, a, the, as we said in past weeks, Mulan was like the big sort of um test for uh black widow and i guess because that movie i don't know didn't do very well on vod they they didn't report the numbers which communicates to me that it didn't do (laughs) so good they're willing to brag about it but not so bad that everyone's saying like oh it did so bad they only made some of the money not all of the money only all the money which again i'm sure if they told you how much money like oh we made this many million dollars it's like well that's a lot and they're like yeah but we're fucking you know uh disney and that's not good enough yeah especially this movie costs like 200 million to make plus 200 million on marketing you know yeah especially when they thought that this was going to be the great you know uniter of their north american movie division and their chinese movie division (laughs) and now that they got to basically eat crow on it and i'm sure in the back of their mind they're like fine you know controversies whatever the actress said this we filmed it there it's fine when this makes a billion dollars worldwide no one's gonna remember that when it makes a million it's all gonna be fine ah fuck (laughs) so really all they have now is the controversy but uh yeah there's there's your wonder woman news Everybody, we may have to be waiting a little longer for this one. Yeah. And I guess drive-ins can't be open during the winter, can they? I mean, I'm sure they could try, but it would be difficult. Yeah, I'm not, yeah, I don't think they would be able to. No, you would have to be out there, like, de-icing and defrosting <laughs> the screen endlessly. And, like, yeah, it would probably or be... Or if you live in that. California, putting out the fires that are breaking out around you because people are uh, deciding to do Perhaps. gender reveals in the middle of a fucking drive-in theater. God damn. <laughs> yeah, there's just roaming bands of gender reveal party people <laughs> setting fires. It's a boy. It's a boy. <laughs> that's, that's so fucked up that, that that we found out that was the reason. It's just like, God damn. So we can't go out because, you know, we might get sick. And we also can't go out because shit's on fire. Yeah. <laughs> hey, big, uh, big up to Kirk out there and all our other LA friends there. Stay safe, guys and gals. In your we're, Blade we're Runner city. <laughs> yeah, where the sky is looking like the later seasons of fucking Ninja Turtles when the sky is blood red. <laughs> Man, don't you love knowing that we're slowly but surely going to the darkest futures from all of our favorite movies? <laughs> God damn. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else did we have going on this week? Uh, oh, hey, so uh, more female superhero news. Apparently, Sony, in uh, conjunction with Amazon, is actually developing a Silk TV series, which I find quite com- uh, quite surprising. Yes, the, 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 the dozens of fans will be very happy. 
hey, I'm I'm one of those dozens <laughs> of fans. But yeah, I, I know they had been talking about for a while Sony where it's like, okay, so we're sharing Spider-Man again, so we won't get to make all the money, but what are all these other Spider-related characters we can do something with? And uh, I guess that was one. Yeah, and I get in the chat saying, why Silk? Yeah, why Silk? <laughs> because they, ha- they have Silk. That's why, which again, Silk didn't even last that long as a comic book. I think it lasted like two volumes, and she's only kind of showing up, though she did actually show up in Spider-Man this week, which I thought was funny. Yeah, you'd think, you, you would think that like, because they, they're doing a TV show, you'd think that they'd take a page out of like, like what like DC are doing, where it's like, we have a show that's like based on, going to be based on like Gotham Central. You'd think they'd do a show where mm-hmm. it's like, we're going to have a show based on the Daily Bugle. Or something, or, like, or something that, like that. Yeah, we, well, we gotta play Oscorp Hero in or it, something. Uh, you know. Oh, ooh, Oscorp would be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just ended to work for like Oscorp. You know. Well, she she did uh, she did eventually end up working at the Fact Channel, which is like the J. Jonah Jameson <laughs> Fox News. So they yeah. could probably get him in some way. Yeah, there you go. And yeah, if they had done that, you could have done a show a show that's like. Like a satirical take on like Fox News. Mm, that's that's a little too big concept. You've already frightened all the executives in the room. That's that true. takes me more than two seconds to think about. <laughs> I don't like it. But no, Silka, for those of you who don't remember, uh, she was bitten by the same spider as Peter Parker, but Ezekiel, uh, that dude who was involved in you know the original Morlun and the other story and everything, basically locked her up in a bunker for a decade. So she's literally still a 90s kid. She has not uh, evolved past that point, and she kind of gets out of the bunker a decade later and you know has to deal with having basically all the same spider powers as uh, Spider-Man, who she also idolized while in the bunker. Yeah, again might piss some people off but she's basically spider-man's cassandra kane in a lot of ways but again i i liked her what i think a lot of people forgot about that book and probably why the book didn't last too long is uh it was genuinely funny and funny comics don't last very long she Mm -hmm. had a very interesting sense of humor the book was you know fun and self-referential and she basically almost took the piss out of herself for being a superhero and being like a xerox of (laughs) (laughs) spider-man So, I mean, like, there's interesting places you could take for a show. In fact, you could even have, like, a whole series overarching thing where it's like she gets out of the bunker and she wants to find uh, her family. Her family has moved on and her family is missing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's, you know, that's good television. This is fucking ready-made drama right there. Yeah, there's definitely something there for it. But again, it's like, why Silk? Why Silk? Because why not Silk? Like, is that, that, like, one of the only characters they're allowed to, like do themselves like it's not in that contract that says that marvel studios has to be involved in or something i'm assuming so yes i i'm assuming they have a short list of characters that are allowed to make stuff out of venom is one silk is another and again how are they gonna like do the whole like spider-man connection on a budget yeah yeah not not only that but like um like it's not like Tom Holland's gonna show yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, like, like it'll be like it'll be like a goddamn oh what was it? It'd be like Gotham, where it's like we we can allude to Batman, but we can't but really can't show, him. show him. We can Even see we can have a- someone like swinging up on that building just like over in the distance, you know? Mm. Like, like, Even oh, that, though he- that dot Spider Man. <laughs> Even though here's a person bitten by the same spider with the very same powers running around in the same city, but they'll never cross paths. It's that, it's that Venom situation. It's like, well, why does Venom look the way he does when he hasn't been on Peter first? Because <laughs> fuck you, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> 
But again, if Silk, if they embrace the comedy aspect of it, that could be part of the thing where it's like she just keeps seeing Spider-Man, but it's like, hey, he just keeps swinging away. It's like he's ignoring me. <laughs> like, make make it that into the series. Yeah, make it like very self-aware. And hey, the fact that this is uh, Lord and Miller, who I guess are working on this because they have an overall deal for all of the Spider-Man-centric stuff. Yeah, make it self-aware. Have Cindy Moon like totally own that fact that she'll never be allowed to meet Spider-Man. There you go, go. make it like 21 Jump Street. Yes, like she's in a crowd and like people, it's Spider-Man day and there's Spider-Man merchandise everywhere. And she's like, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, I was moved by the same Spider-Man. Oh, he can't hear me. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, oh, meet and greet Spider-Man at the mall. Oh, it's an impersonator. Fuck. (laughs) Just everywhere she goes trying to meet Spider-Man and it never works out. (laughs) Or like she sees like a bunch of Tom Holland movies on television. (laughs) Yeah. Like, again, just make constant reference to a person who can never show up. Again, in the right hands could be very funny. Yeah, yeah, it could be. I'm surprised, too, you know, you're talking why Silk, probably because they have, uh, what is it, Spider-Gwen, a.k.a. Ghost Spider, slated for that next uh, Spider-Verse movie and potentially a spinoff of her own. And that's what makes it so weird, because they, they have this character that they that's proven... Uh, that they they can be very popular. Everyone fucking mm-hmm. loved Spider Gwen from that Into the yep. Spider Verse movie. So like, why not just spin that off into like its own movie like this, or like its own TV yeah. show like this? Probably because we can't keep paying uh, Haley Steinfeld to come back every time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Probably because she's asking a lot of money if we're going to do this <laughs> on a TV budget, and we sure as shit can't do an Into the Spider Verse weekly cartoon series. Because again, what we we look like we're made of money. <laughs> That's a fucking moving, breathing work of art you see right there. That ain't gonna happen. <laughs> oh, someone's saying uh, in the chat that it's actually from the same writers as Voltron. Okay, well, that's actually a pretty good writing team, actually. Which, again, that new Voltron show was funny and self-aware. It was, yeah. So, there you go. Maybe maybe Silk will work. I, you know, I'm holding out hope that Silk might end up actually surprising all of us. <laughs> Which, again, to talk about, you know, uh, what is it, Marvel products all over the goddamn place. This is this is being developed for Amazon, and then we have that MODOK show that is apparently not dead over at Hulu, and you still might get a chance to see that. That was really surprising when we're going to be getting, like, something from that very soon, actually. That was uh, really surprising to see that that was actually still still happening. Same with that Hellstrom show. Like, there was a trailer for that and everything. I'm like, really? Did they film this? I guess it's a perfect example of they were far enough along that we couldn't cancel it like they canceled everything else. So I guess we're going to have to see it to fruition, even if they end up just being one season wonders. And let's face it, these are going to be one season wonders. Yeah, yeah. Because these still came out during Loeb's tenure of running the TV department. And whoever's in charge now is going to be like, no, I'm not going to do your shit. No, yeah, they're going to do something completely different. Apparently that's what killed Venture Brothers too. Lazo, I had no idea him and all the other brass at Cartoon Network had actually retired before the AT&T uh, acquisition, perhaps implying that they knew the acquisition was coming and whoever's new and in charge now is like, no, get rid of everything. Yeah, the Venture Brothers news just doesn't make any sense to me because it's, it's like got a cult following, is very popular. And they're it just was like on TV for 17 years. Yeah, and they just like outright cancel it. Again, like AT&T, they just don't seem to care about like these things like like tv and like stuff that's like popular on tv they only care about like the big movies 
Mm -hmm. Again, I'm sure, too, you know, some money man or whoever the new president of the animation division looked at the spreadsheet and they're like, whoa, 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 wait. We've been keeping Hammer in public, working for us for 17 years, and they've turned in, what, seven seasons of television? That's fucking unacceptable. (laughs) You're fired. (laughs) Which, let's face it, any other network they would be. It's just, you know, Mike Lazo was like, hey, guys, we know you're just making art and everything. And, you know, I just just love what you guys are doing over here. Take all the time you need. (laughs) Yeah, maybe if the AT&T guys actually watched the show, they'd they'd figure out, like, oh, this is why it took 17 years, because it's actually, like, a good show <laughs> and loaded with references and like actual really interesting fucking character arcs for very silly characters yeah, although knowing the at&t guys because they're all old white men they'd be like this is just a ripoff of johnny quest yeah why can't do we own johnny quest can we do that again <laughs> not realizing that that's the point <laughs> that that's literally the joke yeah man venture brothers was so good <laughs> it really was i'm gonna go back and watch that i'm gonna watch that in yeah. metalocalypse yeah, that's all really good shit. Again, the the, the old guard of uh, of Adult Swim and Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. I, I I know too. Uh, what is it? Hammer and Public were saying on their Twitter feed where it's like, yeah, it really sucks that this is over, but you know, now I guess we're free to create something else, and we hope that you know you take that ride with us. Yeah, I'm actually surprised that like somehow you know Netflix or Amazon Prime never picked um. up like Venture Brothers. Yeah, I mean, fucking HBO Max app, which again is Warner Brothers, and you would think they would want a piece of that to compete with Netflix and all the money and creators that they're pouring into their animation division now. Yeah, yeah. It should come back as a comic. They should do the Buffy the Vampire Slayer thing and be like, look, this is Venture Brothers Season 8, the comic. Yeah, oh, that'd be great. That's another funny thing about Venture Brothers. They're shockingly little like merchandise for that show. They did not yeah. merch it up. I, again, I, I think it might have something to do with it being kind of like a cult show where it's like, yeah, we can't really put out like like action figures of like mm. Samson and all that, you know, do all this sort of stuff because like people won't fucking know what it is. There'll be groups also- of people who do, but like the average Joe won't. <laughs> Yeah, also, too, I mean, you know, Doc Hammer, if the name was no giveaway, is an artist, like an actual, legit, like, moody New York artist mm-hmm. and everything. So I'm sure he's like, nah, man, that would cheapen the art, man. <laughs> if we did, I'm sure he'd be one of those types Yeah, uh, for doing it. Which, meanwhile, you see the exact opposite of it on something like a Rick and Morty where Harmon <laughs> and Roiland are everything. like... <laughs> oh, yeah, which was totally their thing where Harmon and Roiland are like, but they're going to cancel us after one season anyway. We might as well make some fucking money oh you mean it's huge oh and the merchandise is selling oh fuck <laughs> i guess we're the modern day tmnt guys right like yeah just slap it on everything it's fine <laughs> uh uh someone was saying we did actually get venture brothers funko pops i mean everything oh. gets a funko pop oh no <laughs> there's probably comic multiverse funko pops that we don't know about <laughs> that we didn't unlicensed sign off on. bootleg funko pops of us deep Deep in the heart of Malaysia, there is a Cape Joel and Fortress of Solitude Matt Funko Pop. Yeah, there's like some weird comic multiverse Funko Pop trade in in deep jungle Malaysia. <laughs> yes, you can you can only trade it for uncut cocaine and blood diamonds. <laughs> it's the only thing it's that can the be new purchased. Bitcoin. With. Oh, there you go. Multicoin. <laughs> hey, hey, if anyone out there in the comic multiverse universe does do like modified and like custom toys and everything, just just throwing that out there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> that's that's one Funko Pop I will proudly put on my desk if it's me. 
I don't uh, know how I feel about having a toy of myself. Yeah, I know. Right? I'm not that yeah. vain. <laughs> it's like a, it's it's like when a band wears their own band T-shirt. Yeah. Uh, all right. So uh, moving on from there, some Superman action comic news, Matt, that I'm sure you'll probably feel quite strong about. But it was announced with the DC solicitations that the the era of Bendis, you know, Bendis Bendis was coming, and now Bendis is going to be leaving as of December. His run on uh, Superman in action will be closing out. Well, I, I just want to point it out says the creative teams will be finishing up doesn't say he's be he'll be leaving it says the creative teams are finishing up that could Ooh, just mean that could mean different artist bendis is leaving and you know john romita jr is staying or ivan rias is staying with the new writer or bendis is staying and getting new writer uh, getting new artists interesting did he did he confirm nor deny that that feels like something he would confirm or deny on twitter uh, not actually too sure I think if he did, we probably would have seen it or would have heard about it. He seems like the sort of dude who'd be like, "Ain't hey, fucking get rid of me. <laughs> I'll take I, this to my grave. Yeah, I don't see that he was like talking about the panel that he was on, the um, Enduring Symbol of Hope panel. Right. And that's about it. Because, yeah, because like, didn't he just start like a big new run this <laughs> week? Mm-hmm. Sinmar, Simtar, whoever the new villain is, the new Rogels are. Yeah. Oh, we'll we'll get to that. It's not what you think, isn't it? Okay, interesting. Yeah, no, he doesn't mention but, about leaving or anything. So again, probably just a switch up of creative teams, different artists and colorists and stuff like that. Interesting. Again, I'm assuming if they change anything up, it's going to be January, as I keep saying, because that's when metal ends. Yeah, yeah, that, that's when all the books. Um, seemingly relaunch although in saying that it looks like like the main books like the batmans the supermans and all that aren't going to be renumbered yeah yeah J- okay. jim lee also said that too in an interview when they <laughs> asked him about 5g i know we're not quite there yet but it bears repeating where he basically said yeah we were gonna reboot everything with 5g and we were gonna go back to number one but now that's like literally not the plan anymore but then also, if you read the article, which I love none of the headlines mentioned no. it, he's like, oh, yeah, we still got lots of great ideas and stories that we're going to start putting in organically. I'm like, oh, so the 5G stories are sticking around in yeah. some form. You're just repurposing them. As I've been saying this whole time, 5G is still happening. And I don't see what I don't understand why people keep saying that it's not happening. It's canceled when they've literally said it's fucking happening. Yeah, we're just not calling it that, and we're also not going to use it as an excuse to renumber. Mm-hmm. We're just putting those ideas in other books, and we'll be talking about some of those books later on. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the, the, this uh, I think this rumor got further uh, exacerbated. I'm using that word right, exacerbated, uh, by the fact that uh, Mark Wade. Uh, will also be returning to DC in the next couple months as part of some of the bigger death metal anthologies. And I know a lot of people have been fan casting forever. Hey, we would love if Mark Wade wrote a modern Superman run at some point. Again, like, I had people like tweeting at me saying like, oh, Mark Wade's writing Superman. It's like, no, he's not. He's just no. back at DC. That does not mean he's writing, he's writing, you know, Superman. That doesn't mean anything. definition of wishful thinking everybody really wants it to happen and they think if they just hope and wish hard enough it'll happen yeah um just also back on the bendis news we didn't mention it here but in his legion book because his legion book is uh wrapping up um uh it it seeks to imply that he's gonna kill off superboy Uh uh-huh which i hope he does i hope he does (laughs) 
Just because I know some people in the chat here are going to get really, really salty about it. The the salt will sustain Matt for a fortnight. His fries will never go unsalted. The salt revenue from my videos will sustain me. (laughs) The salt revenue. Matt, deep in the salt mine. Yeah, I don't get Google AdSense. I get Google Salt Sense. Salt bugs. I just see Matt sitting there like that scene in Mad Max Fury Road. Ah, yes, salt. The great salt as far as the eye can see. (laughs) And it's just Matt in a dune buggy. Yeah. (laughs) I don't know what people's problem are. This salt is great. Yeah. (laughs) Jump in the salt. Uh, yeah, that is something Ben just would do. I don't doubt yeah. that for a fucking second. But no, the story for it would be actually really good because it's uh, Superboy seemingly again. It's a solicitation and like covers, you can't always believe them. Um, but the solicitation seems to imply that Superboy sacrifices himself so New Krypton can survive. Oh, interesting. Yeah, didn't did they kind of reference that too early on? Didn't they like kind of plant that seed that like either Superman or a Superman would have to do something to usher in like the Legion's era of peace or some shit? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So again, you can't say he hasn't been building up to it. Again, yeah, I don't know why pe- people just haven't been reading the books. He's been building up to all of this sort of stuff that he's paying off now. Yeah. I mean, I'm not interested in reading it, but I'll listen to you tell me about it. <laughs> Again, it's not I, it's not for everyone, but I find it really fucking cool. Yeah. I mean, it's even just fascinating just as like a time capsule. Like, hey, remember that time Bendist all over the place on Superman <laughs> for like a couple of years? <laughs> It'll be interesting, too, when, the, when a new writer eventually does come over, how much he's going to keep and what he's going to get rid of. Yeah, and again, again, I got to remind people, when once a new writer comes on, Stuff isn't just going to change in an issue. No, comics are a long-form storytelling device. It takes forever. What would be really hilarious, and again, people are like, yeah, Wade's coming. It's going to be so great. We're going to get John back. I'm like, how How do you know that? How do you yeah, know ex- Mark Wade doesn't not want to write about Superboy? Exactly. Like, how do you know he doesn't want to... How do you know he doesn't have a story for, like, a teenage Superboy, you know? How do you know he you doesn't don't. keep John dead and keep, you know, Connor Kent as the Superboy, you know? Yeah, and I mean, you you're know. further, and I mean, we're further from Super Sons uh, reunion than ever now because, like, Damien's not even fucking Robin anymore. Also, I'm fairly certain uh, someone, someone, uh, I think it might have been Bendis or someone like around that that like actually confirmed that he was not the reason why Super Sons was cancelled. Yeah. And well, that's good to know at least. Yeah. So the people were always saying that you know he was the reason Super Sons were cancelled. He wasn't. Mm. Although I, I do mention uh, Super Sons and Tomasi, apparently another thing we saw in the solicitations is that Damien will actually be going back to the Tomasi detective book and they're going to have an arc together and apparently they're going to, what is it, deal with basically all the bullshit that Damien's been doing for the last like couple years. Oh, we'll get to that because that's actually mentioned in this week's Flash. Ooh, hot damn. Yeah, I'm interested in that. Uh, so, all right, let's keep moving on there. Uh, oh, we got all the tangents this week. Uh, oh, so we actually got some plot details, too, for DC's big winter Christmas event, Endless Winter. Yes, we got a big reveal of, like, who the villain is, and it's an ancient Norse god. 
I legitimately feel like I wrote this in an old pitch session, only I did it for Marvel. And it's like, yeah, what if uh, what if one of the fucking ice giants comes to Earth around Christmas time, but it's like an older, more powerful ice giant than you've ever seen? And apparently, too, this this is also here because they're trying to, like, backdoor what is basically the Justice League BC now, where Black Adam was a member, and Queen Hippolyta <laughs> was a member, and fucking the Viking prince from, like, the original Brave and the Bold was a member. Uh, again, I believe this is more generation stuff because again it's 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 uh Old stuff that happens together. before wonder woman and then wonder woman gets involved when because she's the first hero and everything um again it feels it feels like generation stuff like this is going to be like a big generation event we also got to keep Black Adam nice and hot mm-hmm. and prominent because he's got a movie coming out. So now he gets to be the focal point in a big Justice League event. And story. after his after his role in Shazam, I'm glad they're keeping him uh, in the spotlight. Yeah, I mean they were gonna do it anyway because he's got that gotta get that multimedia bucks, man. Gotta <laughs> prime the pump and shit. But it sounds cool. It sounds interesting. It doesn't sound like your traditional DC event. I like that. Um, uh, something that was uh, quite strange is that they actually released the covers for every single issue of the event because the event isn't just running through Justice League, it's running through, there's a Superman one shot. I think there was a Batman one. Yeah, um, there's a couple. There's like a Justice League Dark. It was like running through all these books. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. They, they haven't done an event like this before. Or well, not yeah, for no, a while. They- No, not for a long time. It's funny, too. I think this will also be coming out around the same time Marvel is doing their big Venom King and Black event as well. Mm, Cool. Which is funny. I looked at some of the solicitations for that, and it's like, oh, hey, we're having a big Venom event at Christmas time. And they're like, yeah, and Christmas is actually going to play a part in the King and Black. I'm like, fuck off. No, it isn't. They're like, yeah, it is. Look. Yeah, yeah his, his, his character's fighting Santa. <laughs> yeah, like, literally, yeah, there's an Iron Man Doctor Doom, yeah. like, special one-shot, and Santa's in the background. I'm like, that's a little silly. Then I'm reminded, no, wait, Santa's an Omega-level mutant in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. That actually totally tracks. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, that's so fucking awesome. <laughs> Is is Professor X going to be like, hey, St. Nick, why aren't you in Krakoa with the other Omega Mutants? Better move that holly jolly ass uh, double time, son. <laughs> it's a, it may, is, is this is it going to be like an exa- like Xavier cloned Santa and it's an oh, evil Santa who's giving oh, cold to everyone shit. on Earth except the Krakoans? Oh, I like <laughs> how the X-Men stole Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> If the writer of that that issue, Christopher Cantwell, is listening, is that the story? <laughs> you have, have to blink twice. <laughs> blink twice. Sure. Man, that's how we know the Krakoans have gone too far. They've kind of been <laughs> dancing around it where it's like, oh, you know, we're doing a little, you know, dark, shady shit, but no more darker and shadier than your average nation. Then the time came when the Krakoans stole Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Again, Beast has been up to some shady shit. He recruits Santa for the X-Force. You're a mean one, Mr. McCoy. Your heart's an empty hole. It's just Beast, like, sneaking into Avengers Mansion and the Fantastic Force Towers, stealing all their presents. <laughs> Jeez, Beast, man, you've gone too far this time, man. You gotta you got cool your shit. <laughs> he even took the log for their fight. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, fan art, everyone, of just disheveled beast breaking into people's houses, <laughs> stealing Christmas gifts. <laughs> oh, man. But, uh, yeah, Endless Winter looks cool. No pun intended. Yeah, yeah, I like that it's, it's again, taking place in December. 
all through yeah. December. It just seems like it, they, barring, you know, DC is pretty infamous with delays. Um, mm. Barring any delays, it should be like a weekly event. Missed, uh, missed opportunity for this whole, like, Justice League BC team. Uh, they seemingly don't have an Aquaman surrogate, which is weird because we saw in, like, Drowned Earth and in the Aquaman book, there were, like... Atlantean dudes who are basically proto Aquaman. Maybe they, maybe they will be. Maybe they want to save some stuff. Maybe it'll be revealed that like when they fought this, the oceans froze, so Atlantis froze oh, or something. That's that's actually pretty slick, actually, Matt. And that's why, like, who? What was his name? Like, Orion uh, or Orion, the guy from <laughs> Drowned Earth, who was like an Atlantean explorer and like totally yeah. just like proto Aquaman. Yeah. Nah, no one remembers that story but us. <laughs> Uh, all right, what else do we have going on here? Uh, oh, hey, uh, spinning out of the pages of the Young Justice book that you were reading and I wasn't, uh, Ginny Hex will be getting a special one-shot by uh, Visagio. Yeah, Ma- Madeline Visagio. Yeah, it looks really cool. It looks like it's going to be sending her back in time uh, to the Old West. Uh, Which, assumedly, she'll be meeting her ancestor, because why would you send her back in time if that wasn't the case? Exactly. They're definitely building up towards that, so the return of Jonah Hex. Um, right. Which, and, yeah, hey, works for me. And I guess we're, uh, we're going to get some um, backstory on the chest, because uh, throughout yeah. Young Justice, we've learned the chest is filled with, like, um, all different, like, powerful weapons, like ray guns and uh, all stuff that, like, uh, Jonah had collected in his travels. Yeah, I was going to ask about that. What's the deal with the chest? Because when I was reading it, I know they're like, oh, it's the chest in the back of the truck. Oh, it means something. Oh, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. And like, clearly not the first weird thing Jenny got, because even in that freaking uh, Batman universe book, which was good, mm-hmm. she, uh, what is it, had like the broken white lantern ring. Yeah, yeah, that was in the chest as well. Yeah, so there's clearly a lot of fun shit there and places to go. And I like uh, Madeline Visago's work, mm-hmm. so uh, I'll definitely be checking this one out. Yeah, I'm excited to we get an ex- expansion on that character. I kind of felt like it was coming anyway. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, right on. I mean, hey, I might not have liked the Young Justice book, but hey, more power to the character spinning out and doing other things. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, what else do we got going on here? Uh, okay, so Dark Knight's Death Metal announced three brand new one-shots this week, and you're thinking, like, wait, how can they announce more one-shots? We already know it's going till January, and we already have so many books. What the hell could these possibly be? These these are undeniably the 5G Generations titles that they've just now decided to mm-hmm. plug into Death Metal. And you can tell, because look at the first one there uh, with Wonder Woman. Uh, what's it called? It's uh, uh, called The, the Secret, Secret Origin. Origin. Yeah. And it's very fucking clearly World War Two Wonder Woman hanging out with the original JSA, which was part of the idea for 5G that they were going to retcon the whole history and say that she was uh, like the first hero. Not only that, but it's being written or co-written by Scott Snyder and Jeff Johns. Oh, wow. And again, Jeff that. Johns, you know, was ushering in 5G at the end of Doomsday Clock. So this makes sense. And, of course, has basically been shepherding uh, the Justice Society Mm -hmm. and Stargirl, which, hey, I'm excited for this. I'm going to read the fuck out of this. Also, I'm excited that Jeff Johns is actually seemingly kind of like just sticking around at DC and doing stuff. Yeah. Because, like, after after, uh, Shazam ended a couple of weeks ago, we were all, like, kind of wondering, like, oh, I guess that's it for him. But guess not. Yeah. 
No, I mean, he he gets knocked down, but he gets back up again. I mean, I think I think he's used to this shit at this point. He had his turn at the top running mm-hmm. the company. I'm sure he's kept warm by the fact that people still love what he did in Rebirth and mm-hmm. would like to see that more. And I'm sure maybe he's thinking, too, if I just stick around and take my licks, maybe they'll put me in charge again. <laughs> Because, yeah, that's definitely the thing where when Johns was done, it's like, well, he can only go down from here. He ran the company and now he's not anymore. So either he leaves to go work on movies and more television like Stargirl or does he take a crack at writing for the competition? Who the fuck knows? Yeah, I, yeah, I think I think we even theorized that maybe he could go over to Marvel or something. But I guess he just wants to stick around and just like write stuff like this. Well, or I guess he has to, I guess maybe he has to stick around because like of the stuff he did in Doomsday Clock is still being like felt throughout mm. all the books and everything. And maybe it's like a, a role where he's got to like, kind of like tick off on it and like, okay, yeah, that kind of fits in with what we were doing and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Another reason you know that these are all 5G adjacent too is that they're all, they're all anthologies that take place in alternate universes. They could happen anywhere in the dark multiverse <laughs> or the real multiverse. Like, these are half ideas you had or pages you already had done, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think people realize how far uh, 5G was um, mm-hmm. into development. Like, they, they were finished stories, basically, and finished art and everything on them. Oh, yeah. The uh, other one we got here is The Last Stories of the DC Universe, Mm -hmm. which, uh, foreboding name again. Where do these take place? They could take place anywhere. It's fun. It's cool. Here's the Titans you like and remember, which, again, look much like the Titans they were running with in the Generations artwork, where it's like, look, it's it's friggin' Cyborg, but he looks the way you remember and everything, and oh, he's on the team, and oh, look, there's Nightwing and everyone. Everyone's together. Isn't that fun? Yeah, again, playing on that Generations thing, whereas that's like the new generation absolutely and then the final one we had was uh oh what's it, it was oh, like this the, is the 52 long... or something the the last 52 war of the multiverse and i'm like oh yeah that's right death metal is also a comedy and so the titles are now purposely long and fucking ridiculous yeah yeah uh th- th- this one looks pretty interesting because it looks like it's going to be like from what I, I haven't counted but i think it's going to be 52 heroes and, and villains teaming up to fight i guess the the dark knights or something right and again just this just everyone is on this page right now and this is we're fucking throwing everything at it everyone including a zombie roy yes i noticed that too everyone's like hey joel roy's back i'm like that's a zombie go away (laughs) don't don't excite me and then show me that it's just the zombie version fuck Which, again, you know, because DC continuity is kind of in the fucking air right now. Hey, we can do whatever we want. We can tell these stories and it doesn't matter because we're all but rebooting at the end of January. We're not calling it a reboot. We're not doing new number ones, but it's a goddamn reboot. Yeah. <laughs> like, like literally, they said in Death Metal, yeah, hey, we're going to, like, rewrite the entire universe when mm-hmm. this is done. That's the yeah, main th- goal. That's, that's the, yeah, that's Wonder Woman's mission. Rewrite the entire universe to make sure this never happened. <laughs> Which I know people are still going to argue with us and be like, oh, but they didn't say it was and they didn't call it a crisis. I'm like, but it is, though. Yeah, it is. Just because just crisis isn't initially called a crisis doesn't mean it's not a crisis. This that is absolutely said, we, a crisis. That being said, we also got a book called Trinity Crisis, <laughs> yeah. which is all the crises <laughs> happening at once. Uh, all right. So there's that news. And then, hey, we're not done with new titles yet because we're also apparently getting more Tales from the Dark Multiverse Speaking of as crises. well. 
Yeah, because those were apparently quite popular. And even though we don't know, it's like, is the Dark Multiverse still going to be a thing when this death metal story is done? And also, wasn't Dark Multiverse uh, Didio's idea? And, like, are you still building up to something here? Or are these just an excuse to do fun one-shots? I would have to think the Dark Multiverse will stick around, mainly because of, like, it, how it's, like, kind of like a yin and yang sort of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, like, you can't have one without the other. Quite possibly. Uh, the three we got here is Wonder Woman, War of the Gods from like 85, I think. Yeah, where I'm like, oh, wow, you. Yeah, it's like, wow, you're going way back for one. And also, hey, a Wonder Woman-centric one. That's fun. None of these other ones have been Wonder Woman-centric. Yeah, we, no, now we've got, a, we've got a Batman, we've got a Superman, and we've got a Wonder Woman one. I mean, it's not like they were going to do Dark Multiverse Amazon's attack because they're like, oh, no way, we want people to forget about that one. <laughs> that one was already pretty dark. <laughs> that one was already, that was its own Dark Multiverse already. <laughs> what happens in this one? The bees, the bees, they just keep stinging Batman <laughs> in his dick over and over again. The bees win. <laughs> Uh, the other one we have is Crisis on Infinite Earths. Again, we basically did all the other crises anyway, so why not go all the way back to the original? Yeah, and um, Steve Orlando, I think, is writing this, and I think this might be one of his last books. Oh, really? oh yeah, I, I guess think. his like, contract is up soon. Yeah, I think, because I'm sure I saw a post from him where he says he, he wasn't going to leave DC without writing Alan Scott. Mm. The strangest one, though, has to be Dark Multiverse, Dark Knight's Metal. Wait, but that just happened, and this one was the one that actually came up with the concept of the Dark Multiverse. What? Again, I see when this was announced, I'd love if it was like kind of like an inverse of it, where it's like the Dark Multiverse equivalent to Metal is just like, it's all happy. Everything worked out. <laughs> Everything's like really like hopeful and happy and like not dark or anything at all. Like it's a complete opposite. I, I look at that title and that just hurts my brain. Where I'm like, you're eating your own fucking tail now. You're you're the, officially the Ouroboros, the snake that eats its own tail. Maybe that's like the story, like 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 talking about how like this this event is basically just a rehash of what's happened already, and that's yeah. the whole point. Because <laughs> the dark multiverse read- is a cycle. <laughs> Which, again, if you read that last, uh, if you read that Trinity Crisis book, Snyder has thoughts about the constant state (laughs) of crises, and he is not shy about basically putting everyone on fucking blast. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Also, too, apparently this one is going to involve Duke. Apparently, like, evil Duke runs like a dark justice He's like a monitor or something. Yeah, which, again, that was another idea that came up in the original Metal and didn't go nowhere, that he was, like, the light and the power, and then everyone just fucking forgot. Yeah, maybe that's how it's... I completely forgot about that, that he was, like, a big deal in that. Um, Yeah, maybe I guess that's gonna be, like, the turning point, whereas instead of providing the light, he provides the dark. Yeah, I guess. Honestly, I'm just like, cool, give Duke something to do and maybe (laughs) tell the story that didn't get to get told. (laughs) But yeah, so there's there's three more dark multiverse books. You just just can't get away from that dark multiverse. Things are gonna be dark. It's gonna be lots of dark. <laughs> We're gonna dark all over the place. Uh, and then we had one more story, and again, too, this also relates to what we're saying about uh, the recycling of five G and generations and everything else. We are getting a book, literally called DC Generations Shattered which uh, is going to be featuring the return of Golden Age Batman along with several other uh, old-timey characters, and you can tell they're all from different universes and different timelines. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that this isn't just like like Batman is just back in his like old costume. This is literally 
the Batman we first saw mm-hmm. in, was it Detective Comics issue 26, 27? Yeah. The guy who carried a gun and a platinum police badge and only defended the rich people of Gotham City. Yeah, so it's going to be very interesting. Again, the team is, like, quite an interesting bunch of people. We've got, like, Sinestro, but Sinestro as a Green Lantern. Very early on in his career. Uh, we got Starfire, who I believe is from the 80s. So yes. Teen is- Titans, because she's got the big hair and... The Wolfman Perez mm-hmm. Starfire, the one everyone knows and loves and everyone is trying to recapture, complete with original costume, and as you said, big fucking hair. Yeah, we got Steel, who I guess, I guess would be from the 90s. Yeah, right out of Death of Superman, Rise of the Superman, I guess arguably when he was the most popular, because mm-hmm. he had his own fucking book for a long time. <laughs> uh, we got Commandi again, who's been yes. like, kind of like a staple of DC in recent years. He's been appearing... Every now and then, uh, like through like Bendis's books and uh, through other stuff throughout the DC universe. Because again, we're just fucking in love with the apocalypse and going to the end of the world. <laughs> and if you go to Earth's end, you gotta go meet Commandi at Earth's end. Uh, who else was on the team? It was Booster Gold. Booster Gold. And was there anyone else? Booster Gold, who can be who can be from any fucking era, it doesn't matter. Also, there looks to be another woman, but I can't quite make her out because she's in the foreground. Yeah, I'll look at the actual picture on on my screen. I'm pretty sure it's um oh what's it's uh what's that Doctor Light oh Doctor Light but the woman version yeah. Doctor Hiyoshi yeah. which again hasn't been in much recently I've always liked Doctor Light mm, interesting interesting team very much so as Devin the Gray in the chat says ah so DC's answers to Exiles yeah kinda yeah kinda we grabbed a team from all over mm. the place oh man now you remind me of Exiles that was a great fucking book. That was a good book. Short-lived, but then again, the original Exiles was also short-lived and a cult hit and everything, so it lived up to its potential. Yeah. But yeah, this one looks interesting. This is this is Jurgens writing this, yes? I do believe so, yeah. Again, I think Which he is, was writing some Generation stuff as well. He was. Fitting, too, for Jurgens to be writing this, because the dude had a long-ass career in comics, so he's seen many of these things, like when they were brand fucking new. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah he was like even like... I wouldn't say the creator, but, like, the guy who, like, wrote some of the first stories, especially for someone like Steel. Yes. So it'll be interesting to see what he uh, brings to the party on this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, there's all the news, everybody. Lots of, lots of stuff happened. Lots of stuff, but lots of stuff happened not at DC Fandom. This is all stuff yeah. that kind of, like, happened outside of it. Yeah, this was all, like, solicitations and shit, if and you can believe it. <laughs> All right, so what do we uh, what do we got going on there for what we read this week? Do we want to go through this quick? We're almost at an hour thirty, but we can't uh, can't deny the people what we read this week. Yeah, yeah, let's do let's do some comics. All right, where where would you like to begin, Matt? Well, again, thanks to DC fandom, I'm going to start on a book that I don't think anyone really fucking had any idea on it because they just dropped it, and that is Milestone Returns issue zero. Yeah. They dropped it free, thankfully, I think, along with, like, a bunch of other books that have been out of circulation and out of print for decades. But, yeah, the Dakotaverse lives, and I fucking loved this one. I loved it as well. Again, they kind of just dropped it. I didn't know it dropped, and I saw, like, a retweet. I'm like, wait, that fucking Mm -hmm. dropped? Because I remember when they announced that back in the first part of DC fandom, and I thought, oh, we're not going to see that till fucking February. Mm -hmm, But, yeah, it kind of dropped don't think people can find it again uh people are saying they can't find it on comicsology yeah no but i think again like most things at dc fandom it was 24 hours only and then they take it away for some fucking reason (laughs) 
again, you you want people to see this and you want people to read it if you want this line to do well again and if you want people to actually get interested. But yeah, it's a, basically a, a retelling of some of their biggest origins. We get the retelling of uh, how Icon and Rocket met for the first time. Yeah, yeah. It, it was great sort of like modern reimagining of that. Mm. Um, we get our, our Raquel sneaking into an old mansion to get typewriter um mm-hmm. and to impress a boy and she runs into augustus freeman the the alien from outer space who's been here 200 years or something yeah since the time of slavery in fact that's i love why. that subtle that very subtle i don't think a lot of people would have picked that up <laughs> that where it's like yeah well why why did he if he could look like anything why did he choose to look like a black man in america because his ship scanned the first thing he saw the first thing he saw was a slave and that is what he lives as yeah, now a slave in a cotton field <laughs> Yeah, they, they they haven't quite dealt with it yet, and I wonder if they will, that originally Icon in the comics was like a very prominent black conservative, because it's like, well, Lincoln freed the slaves, and I was a slave once upon a time, so I got to ride or die with the Republican Party, but like Icon would constantly challenge and prod at him. I wonder if that's still going to be part of his character. Maybe. I they, they, Like, with the current political climate, they could make a really compelling story about that. They could. The fact that it was as compelling in 93 as it is now. And also, I'm pretty sure Hudlin is involved. And I think Hudlin is also like one of Hollywood's most prominent black conservatives. So I would not be shocked. You'll write himself he, as the character. Yeah, he would write himself as it, which is basically how I think they did it back in the day anyway. And I think that's another reason this feels so good and feels so familiar because it's like, yeah, of course, this feels like old milestone. It's most of the same people. Mine is Dwayne. Same, same, same artist as well, I do believe. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. Because I, I had people complaining it's like oh the book still looks like it's from the 90s i'm like so that's yeah, that's like so. kind of the point they they, they re regaining that nostalgia that people had for milestone and this was some of the better art in there it's not like mm-hmm. it's fucking liefeld still trying to do no. art in 2020 no uh new redesigned costumes too for mm-hmm. everyone yeah they look good they look good yeah they look good i i miss the green on icon i kind of miss yeah, the green because yeah. you know it's representative of the I, uh pan-african flag i do like that he, like he got a redesigned costume but rocket really didn't like her costume still no. kind of looks the same i guess it's like because it's so simple it's like like a pair of goggles and like a jacket yeah she's still got the like gambit head sock <laughs> thing going on and uh uh, we get to see, like, Icon talk to the UN, which is really interesting. He does the classic alien, you know, do do not be afraid of me. And mm-hmm. uh, he brings up the concept of love, where it's like, you know, every society I've seen throughout the universe that thrives, they do so because of love. And it is something that is sorely lacking here on Earth. And I can even hear you now scoffing at me for even just mentioning such a thing. And I'm like, man, that's good fucking writing. Yeah, there, there, was, there, was, there's that great panel where he talks about how, like, when people try and bring people love um they they, they they're killed for killed for it and there's like that picture of like jesus yeah there's like black jesus and i'm sure they could also have put there like you know uh dr martin luther king mm-hmm. or uh friggin what is it uh john lennon or gandhi or any other people it's like yeah any any prophet or artist or anything that tells people to love each other not only ends up dead but like like murdered mm-hmm <laughs> mostly because of it uh <laughs> then we get a short little static story and they actually update static's origin and like, like it's really cool because they they keep it all all the same but just like update mm. it with like more recent like uh references like um Events, we, we yeah. have like he gains his powers while at a black lives matter protest yeah 
Instead of being browbeaten to take part in a gang war that he wanted no part mm-hmm. in, now he actually ends up, you know, uh, fighting for rights and equality mm-hmm. alongside his friends, only to get doused by the same experimental tear gas that they were using on the criminals back in 1993. And I'm like, oh man, just by changing one thing, you've actually updated this and managed to say a completely new thing mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, it's it, like, that's the one thing I really liked about it. I'm like, oh, that just that one little change modernized it but you still kept the basis of it. Like, that's that's good writing right there. Mm, absolutely. And I know some people were confused by that, and to all those people, I'm like, hey, look up the Philadelphia move bombing of 1985, because that's literally what the static thing was based on, so <laughs> it's always been about police aggression, in case you were wondering. Yeah, yeah. Not to not to black-splain, but still... <laughs> Uh, what do you think of his new costume? Because his costume got actually quite an overhaul, and Static has had a few costumes before this. I like it. I like I like it much more than the one he had. Um, was it in the New Fifty Two? Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I I like it. It's much more subtle than that one. <laughs> it's it's sleek, is what mm-hmm. it is. It's very sleek. Black and gold is a good combination. I kind of miss the goggles, even though I know goggles can't fly in 2020, and I've talked <laughs> mad shit about characters with goggles before. He he's the one guy I liked with goggles, and he's the one guy I liked when he just wore a baseball hat. <laughs> Static can get away with it. No one else can get away with it. <laughs> And also, too, if this thing lasts as long as they want it to, there's probably a good chance that they'll, like, uh, reinvent their costumes as time goes. Oh, absolutely. Because he actually has a different color scheme on the cover. Did you notice that? I didn't know. He has the old color scheme, the blue and yellow. Ooh. Which is interesting. Makes me wonder, I'm like, was this a late addition to change it, or will he adopt that color scheme later? Yeah, well, like, mate, yeah, like, the costume we saw in the comic was, like, his... his- current one whereas we'll see like when when we get to see a bit more of his origin he'll go out in that one in the one that's on the cover uh they also introduced some new characters who didn't get names there's like a grim almost punisher-esque vigilante who like stalks the street with like creepy blood wings and is also implied by rocket to be a racist oh he actually like even before rocket said that i could tell that he was like racially profiling uh this this, this african-american who who was dating a white woman i'm like oh this guy is this guy is an evil racist where it's like yeah how do you make the punisher frightening in 2020 what if he's also racist fuck <laughs> like like he still does all the other anti-heroic shit which is bad on its face but because you're reading a comic you're allowed to enjoy it because it's not real what if we interject a real ass <laughs> motherfucking thing in there <laughs> Which is really funny because you look at Marvel going out of their way and bending over backwards to being like, Frank Castle is not racist. There is nothing racist about him <laughs> except for all the races that keep appropriating the skull. <laughs> all the races being white police officers who somehow Ooh. think that that's cool. <laughs> who love the goddamn skull. So that's interesting. We also get, I think their attempt at a non-binary hero. I'm not sure. It's it's a two, you know, that's, a man um, and a woman scientist. Yeah, no, that's actually zombie. One oh, my, is, is one of my favorite milestone of, characters. Is that their new version of Zombie? Holy yeah, shit. Yeah, it's uh David and Kelly Kim who develop a a nanotechnology that's uh meant to be able to cure everything. And um Interesting. Uh, I think their lab comes under attack and David gets wounded, so Kim uses right. the, the, the nanotechnology on him and it ends up like absorbing her into him. 
Okay, see, I will freely admit I only kind I only knew Zombie from covers. I never actually read Zombie, but I knew because all the other milestone books were connected, they'd make reference. Yeah, to and it. It, he's very much like a zombie where he has to like eat people to heal and everything, and it, it's very gross and it's very cool, very cool character. Yeah. The, uh, the doctor lady, too, is also wearing a Wonder Woman t-shirt, which mm-hmm. is interesting because it's like, ooh, this is really the first of what will be two big references to maybe where this new Dakotaverse takes place in reference to everything else. Yeah, again, I had lots of people asking, is it in continuity with DC? And the answer is, maybe? I think the answer is wait and see. If yeah. it's popular, we'll try. Because the next thing is we actually see Dharma, mm-hmm. the leader of Shadow Cabinet, yep. who... Also, if you know your DC history, was basically the guy who opened the door for the Milestone universe into the DC universe. So that's basically them saying, hey, we got this in our back pocket. Should you want it? Yes, it felt like, and again, just like how he's framed in the picture with like all these people in in shots that look like Earths, that look like different Earths. Uh, Um, Yeah. they um they hint at like yeah he'll be the one to sort of maybe bring them over to the DC universe if it's popular. That seems to be the thing where it's like if you like this and this is popular we will. If not, we're not going to devote all the time to put this together. And you know what? I think that's better because Milestone was popular as its own thing on its own for a long time before they eventually brought it over and fused it. Mm-hmm. Let them let them build up a new universe with you know their own rules and their own ideas and their own major events. Make it a then, huge event with like yeah, like like how <laughs> do it properly. Like how that uh, Earth Two World's End was meant to be like Earth Two merging with with yeah, the Earth Prime. Yeah. Like do it like that, but properly. But do it good, exactly. I totally agree. And hey, maybe they're even taking a page from the TV shows before they crisis that, where it's like, no, 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 Static can still cross over and be friends and hang out with DC characters, but he goes back to his own universe when it's done, yeah. where, you know, he's a bigger fish in a smaller pond. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, every now and then Icon comes over and works with Superman or something. Because, I mean, you, you couldn't have, like, a black Superman talking to the UN in a universe where Superman already yeah, th- exists. Yeah, th- that's what was really weird. I'm like, oh, these people know that Superman exists and, like, Martian Manhunter and all that. And, like, oh, mm. so it's not set in that universe? Or maybe it is? Yeah. Although that would be pretty interesting on its face to have, like, a bunch of guys from the UN be like, Superman, Superman, scary black man with powers <laughs> like yours. Are you going to do something about it? Superman's like, no, Icon's a good dude. What the fuck's your problem? Yeah, but he doesn't look like you, though. (laughs) Which, literally, that's a big part of the appeal of Icon, where it's like, how would white America react if there was a black man who was as powerful as Superman? Yeah, yeah. The answer is some people would lose their fucking minds. (laughs) But yeah, so uh, Milestone Returns, super cool. I liked it. Yeah. And honestly, too, I'm like, oh, goddamn, I got to wait till February for more of this. I want to read more of this now. I know, I know, February. I, I guess that's probably, uh, again, February because January meant to be getting the big DC mm. relaunch. I guess maybe that's that's like their relaunch of Milestone. Like after mm. we've set up this new universe, we'll bring in Milestone. And we're timing it, too, because Black History Month as well. Yeah. But yeah, so that was good shit. Uh, bum ba dum ba dum. What else did we have? Oh, we had the big, uh, well, not finale of Empire, but we had the aftermath of Empire, and not one but two books. I read Avengers and I skimmed through Fantastic Four. Yeah, well, Fantastic Four was definitely the big one. Yes, as as I saw from the end of that. Yeah. Um. Well, we'll talk about um, uh, the Avengers one, which was basically like the the second wedding of Hulkling and yeah. Wiccan. 
I'm glad they got a second wedding and all their friends got to come and, like, Rocket Raccoon's wearing a little suit. <laughs> I thought that was very adorable and that it's, uh, what is it? it? It was a gay Jewish space wedding and the rabbi's like, well, I never did one of these before, but I hope it's not the last one. <laughs> yeah, that, that, all that stuff was really nice and we got um, Abigail Brand coming in and kind of throwing her weight around because she didn't get an invite to the big event. <laughs> Yeah, which is funny because on one hand it's like, yeah, isn't the whole job of like Alpha Flight and Sword before that to protect from alien invasions? Yeah, yeah, Abigail, you really, really dropped the ball on this one. And she's like, it's only because they didn't tell me. I found that very funny because at one hand I'm like, yeah, I kind of get like where she's coming from. But then on the other hand, I'm like, you're you're in charge of like detecting these sorts of things with Alpha Flight. You don't just rely on like Carol to just, you know. Uh, you know fucking tweet you when it's gonna happen like you, whenever you, there's a problem surely you have like a satellite or something keeping an eye on stuff like this <laughs> it's it's sue richards who won the conversation for me where she's like well you know if we did tell you abigail there's no promising you wouldn't have made all the same mistakes <laughs> we did the kotati were not our enemies they were friends for yeah. years yeah we didn't know this was going to happen we we did what we could in the short time we had yeah, we were super taken by surprise, too, but Abigail has enough of that, and she's like, you know, screw you guys, I'm going to Krakoa, basically. Yeah, I, I wanted to talk about that. So, like, at the end, it's, like, all through the comic, we're getting, um like, backstory with, like, Hulkling's grandmother and how she Which is basically really says that all his friends will betray him and leave him and... Uh, he'll be left alone. He'll be like the lone king on his own. And that because you're seemingly, too powerful and Earth always fears the powerful. Mm -hmm. Seemingly that happens and something happens where like Captain Glory and all his people die and Hulkling mm -hmm. is going to die. And it, it's not implied that Abigail Brand's behind it because she offers him a role on whatever team um, yeah. he, she's making. But yeah, the team she's making seems to be Sword. But yes. as well, the logo looks strangely like the X Men logo. Like, like, it totally like, not even. It's not even like it's like a, a like like a coincidence. Like, it looks like the X Men logo, and it looks like she has X Men behind her. Yeah, and everything coming through too, a, a Krakoan portal or something. Which which makes a lot of sense because I'm like, ah, yes. Uh, what is it? The Krull Scree Empire has uh, changed the balance of power in space, much as Krakoa as a nation is changing the balance of power on Earth. And you can't have two massive superpowers growing at the same time without inevitably war happening. Yeah, yeah. You could tell something was going to happen eventually. And I guess that's like the next big event. And I guess maybe that could be something that was hinted at at the end of the Fantastic Four book as well. It also makes a lot of sense, too, for Krakoa to want to invest in rebuilding S.W.O.R.D. Because how many times have they been invaded by aliens in the last couple months? Oh, yeah, yeah. I can imagine they'll probably, uh, like, if at least if Hickman's involved in it, they could repurpose that, um, uh, was it the Forge that's in near the sun that was building, like, yeah. the, the Mega Sentinels and all that sort of stuff. Make that, like, a, a S.W.O.R.D. base or something. It, uh, it also kind of makes sense, too. Uh, what is it? Th th this organization is called Sword. The next event is called Ten of Swords. Wouldn't it be funny if they somehow work that together? You kind of think they would. Also, too, uh, Al Ewing, who wrote this, was like in all the X-Men meetings, mm, even mm. though he's not writing an X-Men book. Now it makes sense. And Yeah, and like we, I think we originally thought because X-Men were involved in this, and but then they, they weren't really that involved in it. So like, yeah, maybe mm. this was it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, so uh, that was a cool one. Now you uh, you read the Fantastic Four one, and that also had some more stuff going on. Yeah, again, it it picks up like not long after the ending of Empire issue six, and it's just kind of like a wrap up of like what's happening on on the moon with Sequoia getting like captured and and um uh, the unseen watching watching this all unfold as uh, uh, all the heroes come together and sort of reunite after the battle uh sue and reed meet their kids again and um uh joven and nakala the the korean scroll child that were like the mm, linchpin in yeah. all of this um yeah. they end up by royal decree of hulkling getting put in the care of ben and alicia they're basically oh, wow. their children now oh hot damn they have kids yeah um and they're more than happy to have that because there was this weird thing where like uh, nakala was like needed to show alicia something like all through the fantastic full book and at the start of this she's like you need to witness this you need to witness this and i guess this is what she needed to witness oh um yeah all the heroes get together there's a cool moment between johnny and peter because in the fantastic full book peter learns that johnny has a soulmate in sky um who believe who's like some like alien woman who saw johnny as like her her soulmate and is like following him around and everything right, right. and um yeah they get like a really cool moment where peter kind of confronts him he's like what the fuck man you never told me you had a soulmate <laughs> an and, alien soulmate and but johnny is even like well i don't even know if i do have a soulmate because well she feels like that i don't know if i should feel like that because i don't know whether like how you're meant to gauge that sort of thing and right, there's a great right. moment where peter sort of says like he was like the same with mary jane but he had the best um help in that of aunt may helping him decide right uh what else happens in the book um thor takes uh sequoia to an uncharted planet in an uncharted part of space and dumps him and the surviving kotati and so they can be a problem next time yeah no they they have no way of getting off the planet um they don't know where the planet is um in space because it's in some random place that i think franklin richards just like made mm. um but then he uh, thor gives up all his gaia power to make the planet into a jungle for them to live in oh well that explains why he won't be using that gaia power again anytime <laughs> I, but soon. again again it's like why did you cancel that thor one like it's, it seems to be like one of the most important things like you need to like mm. sort of like talk about like why he got this power and all that what what sent him on this journey to get the power and all that sort of stuff well, he gave it up by the end anyway so yeah 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 um obviously we've got hints at like what happened in the captain marvel book which is um carol's sister becomes the accuser which is really cool yeah she it suits her perfectly uh, given her story of being an accused she is now an mm. accuser um yeah which i thought was pretty cool um, and then, yeah, the ending, like all the heroes kind of just say goodbye and go home and the the unseen continues to watch. And then suddenly out of Nick Fury pops Uatu. Uh, he's alive again. The Watcher is alive again. Yeah, which is pretty fucking cool one. I was not expecting this. Yeah. Though also they seek to imply that uh, the Kotati were armed with weapons mm-hmm. from like the first society. And it's like, well, who would know about this? Hey, Uatu, you want to tell us about this? Yeah, Profiteer, like... Um, uh, the woman from that Fantastic Four one shot before the event begun, uh, sort of points out that the 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 uh, the weapons are from some unknown race that are older than even her race, the Eter- uh, the elders of the universe, and it's yeah. the first race, so we don't really know what is. 
So that, that's but, interesting. But, but yeah, um, the Watcher seeks that something is coming and it might be them. Isn't something always coming, Matt? <laughs> something is always coming, but I guess it might be pretty big considering that the, the Watcher is now back alive because of it. Yeah. Also, hey, Watcher, you sure took your sweet ass time. <laughs> also, what's going to happen with old man Nick Fury now? Yeah. Does he get to come back to Earth? <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess so. I guess he's he's free to go back to Earth now. And now your watch has ended. <laughs> I guess there's still no shield anymore, so maybe Nick Fury can come back to Earth just in time to rebuild shield. I have a feeling that might be what, what might be happening. Him and his son might get together. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Man, we've been out without shield for so long in the comics. I know, it's so weird, isn't it? Very. So It's not like you overly missed them or anything, because like, they keep inventing proxy groups, but still... Yeah, you kind of miss, like, every now and then, like, a helicarrier from S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, appearing, yeah. or, like, a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, like, Dum Dum Dugan, Maria Hill, and all that. I mean, you get Dum Dum Dugan, he's just a villain and outlawed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> but yes, indeed, uh, it's quintessential Marvel, and I miss it. Uh, I had Spider-Man this week, issue number 48. This was actually a pretty big and ultimately pretty divisive issue for people. I am so behind on that book. <laughs> Uh, well, I'll be quick about it. So, uh, Sin Eater is back. Sin Eater is running around <laughs> killing people, but not really killing them so much as he is stealing their soul yeah. or stealing their sins and with it their power. Yeah, his gun is like a sin-stealing gun now, isn't it? Yeah. And, uh, he's beaten up Peter several times. Peter cannot fight him because he's, like, absorbed the entire Lethal Legion. And uh, his big thing is like, hey, I'm going to do the one thing you could never do, Spider-Man. I'm going to break into Ravencroft Asylum and I'm going to cleanse Norman Osborn. <laughs> and so the whole issue actually has Spider-Man like fighting his way through the streets of New York, duking it out with uh, Sin Eater's cult who have completely gone off the reservation now and have forgotten about the whole sin thing. And they're like burning down mosques and just being like horrible people. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Spider-Man's like, Jesus Christ, you guys sure uh, jumped quick from punish the sinful to hurt the people we don't like to just, <laughs> okay, now we're just full on doing racist bullshit. <laughs> and uh, Spider-Man meets up with a bunch of different spider people. Miles is there. Ghost Spider is there. Julia Carpenter, the current Madam Web. And they're like, hey, man, you know you don't have to go save Norman, right? <laughs> you know you don't have to like we wouldn't judge you we wouldn't think any different of you and spider-man's like are you all for fucking real <laughs> yeah, we're just gonna just just turn our head and you know yeah and when we turn back is is fine <laughs> it's like look he's he's beating you up all these other times now and it's like it's not like norman's gonna die i mean sure you know having your sin stolen is immoral and everything but you know like he's taken so much from you already and basically the question is is will peter parker save the life of like the worst person he's ever known essentially yeah, and that story continues in like there's like a one-shot norman osborn isn't there I'm yeah it's coming certain. soon yeah and, uh, and of course, the big deal is like, well, obviously, Peter is going to save this guy because the entire Peter Parker character is built on one time I didn't do something even when I had the power to and my uncle ended up getting killed because of it. And weirdly, this story has become controversial because people are yelling at me in the comment section be like, he should have let Norman die. I'm like, but literally, Spider-Man saves everybody. That's the whole yeah, point. That, that, that's like his whole like, like story. <laughs> Yeah, and I, one guy was getting particularly perturbed. It's like, well, you you don't care when the Punisher does things like that. I'm like, yeah, well, he's the Punisher, though. This is the Sin Eater, a literal serial killer cop who has been brought back from hell by someone named Kindred. So, you know, <laughs> it's you see how these things are different? <laughs> no? Okay. Well, I was just checking. But, yeah, it was cool. I liked it. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's a fun story. Uh, well, I had Superman issue 25 
which was oh, yes. the big uh, beginning of the Sinma arc. And Sinmar. the cover and solicitations don't reveal what the book is, and the book is fucking great. That's good. Uh, so Sinma isn't a person. It's planet. Oh, uh, it's a planet full of people who are a peaceful race. Um, they they've like wiped out like uh, crime and war and everything. They still have they still have to protect themselves from stuff like Thanagar and Oa who try to instill their will over them. Mm. Um, but the the book starts off with them learning of Krypton's destruction because they live a couple of systems over. And um, they find find out the planet explodes, and they they kind of worried that like there might might be repercussions because planets just don't explode. Yeah, <laughs> and they're like kind of worried for their planet, but they notice that there was a lone craft that uh, left the planet, and uh, they track it, and they find out that it's going to Earth, and they're wondering why it's heading to such a primitive world, and they learn that it's because well, they 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 some they theorize that it's because when a Kryptonian goes to a planet that is uh, in a yellow sun system, they get powers. Mm. So they think that maybe, maybe someone on Krypton sent this child there because they want this child to rule Earth. Interesting. And while no they, Dragon Ball Z. While they're not doing anything yet, because it's actually really quite cool. They, some of them want to go and like pick up the child before this happens, but others are like, no, we can't like like kill this child now because the child has not made a choice yet mm. we don't know if the child will rule the earth we have to wait and see but in the in the decades that it takes for clark to grow up they've been preparing just in case <laughs> just in case that something happens huh. um so we're intercut with them deciding well if they if they have a superpowered being we should create our own superpowered being as sort of a contingency mm. Um, we get to see Clark sort of like growing up and it's, it's kind of great because it's all like points in Clark's life where if he was any lesser of a man, he would have just snapped and that would have been the moment that he became like Ultraman or something. Right, right. There's a great moment where he's in school and he asks Lana to uh, a dance and <laughs> Lana friend zones him hard. <laughs> and again, it's meant to be like a moment where like at any other point, someone with superpowers would have just like made him, made her love him and mm. sort of and but because it's clark kent he doesn't do that um we get to see what happens on cinema whereas they they've sort of made their own sort of version of superman which is like they've put all all of their power into this one being but they haven't told him exactly why he's been created and they never oh that won't they, bite they, them in the ass yeah no they keep he keeps asking like why like what is my purpose and they keep like dodging the question and like showering him with praise and whatnot uh clark meanwhile is interviewed by a older lana who um is interviewing him because he revealed his identity and he decided right. to go to a different paper than the planet so it's unbiased mm, that makes sense actually. and because the daily planet is currently being investigated by the fbi oops um but yeah they, they end up talking and it's actually quite cool they actually uh end up reliving a, a memory from when lana was superwoman and it's a oh, it's a great shit. great great callback to like when they saved a uh a cruise ship together and lana what says a, what an odd piece of canon for bendis yeah, to bring in yeah. a guy who seems like he doesn't read anything he yeah, read th that this, this book is just filled with that sort of stuff um and lana says that when she saved that cruise ship with Clark, that's the point she realized this life wasn't for her. And she, she wanted to leave it to people whose 
life was dedicated to that, like Clark's. And she has a really cool moment where, because she doesn't have powers anymore, because her powers went into making that Superman reborn Superman. Yeah, yeah. Um, they um, she has a really cool moment where she says her powers. She still feels the powers, and it's like a phantom limb, and it's she compares mm. it to like those dreams you have where you're falling in your sleep, but then you jolt awake and you're in bed. Yeah, yeah. And um, she 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 doesn't miss it, but she she kind of misses it a little bit, and it's kind of hinted that she might might get them back, maybe, maybe, mm. maybe not. Interesting. Um, but yeah, um, the book ends with uh the the cinema the cinema superman sort of dealing with the fact that no one's telling him what's happening he's feeling regret because he does he has a great line where his friend who's <laughs> his friend who's named galana mm. um um talks about how oh everyone has regrets it's fine and it's like he's like no you don't understand i'm a living weapon my regrets ha- have bigger consequences mm and he gets called up to like a citadel where everyone has been killed and we don't know who killed them or why but there's like holograms of superman (laughs) and it seeks to imply that this this being thinks that superman did this because he doesn't know who the superman is he just knows he's been created to stop something and he thinks that that actually does sound creative yeah it's very fucking cool very fucking cool wow is is that the most creative thing Bendis has done so far? Because that actually sounds like a creative story. Again, it sounds like he, he he sounds like this is what he wanted his Rogelzar to be. Yeah, yeah, that's really yeah, one hundred percent. This sounds like a better version of Rogelzar. Yeah, like Rogelzar was like a test run or something. Right to eventually get to this. Yeah. God damn! If Rogelzar actually killed those people, and that's why. <laughs> I, I don't think it. I think it's going to be end up being something like um because in the book there was like a general who was like oh we've got to kill the baby we've got to kill the baby i think it's going to end up being him because he was like full gung-ho on it and he this is probably something to like force their hand right it's the old frame job yeah i'll uh, i'll lightning round a couple of these here because we've had a long show and these are actually pretty thin ultimately uh i had web of venom uh the big wraith one shot is that like required reading for like the upcoming stuff king and black probably not actually i would say this is probably the thinnest web of venom book they've done oh really turns out the parasite that gives wraith his power was actually like a prototype symbiote that null threw away (laughs) and wraith has to deal with the fact that he is literally a garbage person (laughs) the only somewhat worthwhile thing is that when he's out in space he sees like this big unstoppable holy light that uh is basically revealed to be null's polar opposite in the universe okay because null is a creature of the abyss and pure darkness this thing is pure light and it too is also coming to earth and the problem is is that wraith is unsure and he's sure to uh try and talk to eddie brock about this he doesn't know if the light is good or evil (laughs) and that it's going to come to earth and be a bigger problem than null what if it's like reversed and null ends up being the good guy in this event Uh, and like that the uh the light ends up being the big bad (laughs) that'd be fucking hilarious null is good and the light is bad (laughs) hey that's something donny cates would do it totally would be and like the the light has a symbol too that because like nulls is a spiral this one is like a bunch of circles but not together but they're like apart but together okay so it'll probably be important later but like ultimately no this was a pretty thin one (laughs) 
Uh, Magnificent Miss Marvel, number 14, the continued uh, outlawed storyline, probably the hardest hit by the virus <laughs> that it had one issue and then two months of nothing. It's still gone. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's still it hasn't even gotten started yet, and it's still going. <laughs> so Kamal is basically in a coma, and she has like one of those episodes of like, oh, I must you know survive my worst fear. Oh, okay then. And you know her family debates the young superhero uh, controversy, which is interesting because they have basically the inverse of the conversation that Miles' parents have in his book when they do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, in the end, Kamala wakes up and she says, you know, no, the problem with this is that I was on a team. You know, I can't be a member of any teams anymore. I have to go this alone to, you know, uh, right the wrongs of this evil politician and get Kamala's law reversed. Mm -hmm. Which is, of course, hilarious because we know that, like, uh, there's going to be a new Champions book during all of this. So it's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no more teams for you right now. <laughs> yeah, until you do go on a team. <laughs> Until you eventually do, and it's like, yes, we've seen this story a hundred times, something bad happens to a hero, and so they clam up, and they're like, oh, I can't hurt anyone else, but I bet by the end of this you'll learn that friendship was the real power all along. <laughs> and it's older than Dirt, but it's like, you know, Miss Marvel is a new character, so this is like literally the first time she's going through one of these dilemmas. <laughs> That's why she needs to call up Spider-Man or Iron Man and be like, girl, we do this all the fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to want to push people away, but the trick is don't. <laughs> and uh, I had one more big one after this, and that was X-Force. Oh, nice. Nice. Uh, did you read this one yet? I haven't read this one yet, no. Uh, we're, we're talking about Bastard Beast, and oh my god, Bastard Beast is at his bastardy best in this one. That's why I, th I, I thought, I said in my in my review for the, the, the Empire X-Men book, which he was in, I, I swear that was like a different beast yeah really because it, it was like it was like night and day like he was happy and i'm more than happy to work with these old women horticulture whereas like beast uh, in here is like like waterboarding people and like human testing on like whole yeah. nations and shit and oh yeah <laughs> yeah he basically does that here too so uh in the last issue uh krakoa got robbed and they stole the cerebro sword oh no <laughs> Yeah, and it was again x of swords is coming out you got to keep all your swords in one yeah. place yeah the tie-ins actually start this week Oh, right on. Uh, so the dude who did it was Mikhail Rasputin, a.k.a. Colossus and Magic's older brother. Okay. He's also the guy who's been running Zeno, that anti-mutant group. Oh, really? Yes, and if you think it's silly, well, wait, why does a mutant run a group of anti-mutant bigots? <laughs> well, they talk about that. <laughs> Where Mikhail's like, look, you know, you you racist, you're so one-minded, duh, I know. You're you're more worried about what mutants might do and that they might replace you. Really, though, you should be scared about Krakoa as a nation and an idea, and this is why you need to put your mutant racism aside and do what I tell you. <laughs> and it's very funny, and uh, because, you know, everyone knows Mikhail is involved because he literally signs his fucking work in Krakoa, <laughs> I stole your shit, losers. <laughs> Beast is like, okay, so he couldn't have done this on his own. You know, there must be a mole inside Krakoa. Let's intern every mutant of Russian descent. <laughs> oh, they, 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 that's worked so well in, like, the history of the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like, Jesus Christ, uh, Hank McCoy, for a smart man, you have zero historical <laughs> reference. <laughs> And, like, the first couple are easy because it's like, hey, Omega Red, you're an asshole anyway. And you've, like, literally worked with Mikhail in the past. So, like, yep, we're arresting you. Uh, hey, Colossus, we know you kind of have a love-hate with X-Force right now and you're trying to walk away. But, like, can we can we put these handcuffs on you right now? <laughs> 
and like he goes willingly it's like okay fine look just don't you know just don't mess up my farm just you know my girlfriend's gonna pick a fight with you I'll go with you and as they're walking through the portal it's like oh Pietro I'm sorry uh, I'm actually trying out like a like a new protocol now to deal with traitorous mutants that I myself beast have put together and like Xavier hasn't even really uh, signed off on it yet it's basically the shame scene from Game of Thrones we're gonna march you through the streets of Chico- uh, Krakoa and mutants will shame you <laughs> And at this point, Wolverine loses it, and he actually punches Beast in the stomach. Oh, fuck it, about time. And the rest of X-Force are like, are you for fucking real? This guy was on our team like a week ago, and now you're Cersei Lannistering him? Finally, everyone is seeing what, like, Gene saw a couple of issues ago. Well, and that's the best part, too, where Beast ultimately will get his way, and they'll have to probe Colossus's mind to see what he knows, but Wolverine talks Gene into coming back to run it. Oh, nice. That's, like, that's good. But yeah, this is a this is a very fun story. I'm like, man, you know, before I didn't like it when Beast was acting terrible when that wasn't the point. But now it is the point. Now he's one of my favorite assholes. <laughs> yeah, he, he's had like a really cool character development over the last couple of issues of like Hickman and like uh, what uh, Benjamin Percy's doing in X-Force is really cool. Yeah, now he's now he's the best Beast. <laughs> he, he's living up to all the bad parts of the word Beast. <laughs> But yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fun, uh, and yeah, that that was everything I had this week. Cool. I had two more books. Um, right on. First one being Trinity Crisis issue one. Oh yeah, I guess that came out Tuesday, didn't that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the big uh, the big uh, required reading death metal tie in. I think all these all these tie ins will be required reading. Yeah, like I don't know why they called this like a tie in or like a special issue. No, this literally takes place where issue three left off. Yeah, yeah. Issue th- uh, the, the heroes are all gathered together. They're getting ready to go on their big mission. Uh, Wonder Woman separates them up into like their little teams uh, with her and the Trinity and uh, Harley and Jonah and Swamp Thing going off mm-hmm. into uh, the the Castle Bat to get into the the, the portal that's in in under the ground. Yeah. Yeah, they end up fighting a um, bunch of the Dark Knights who who are actually really cool. Like, yeah, some some are cool and some are purposefully silly. Yeah, like like Ark, he's just 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 Scarecrow. <laughs> well, all of Arkham in one person, apparently. Yeah, uh, we've got the Pearl, who isn't a Batman, who's Martha Kent. Yeah, um, Martha Wayne, um, which I thought was pretty cool. <laughs> Martha, literally weaponizing Martha. Oh, uh, who is yellow and Cull? Who's Wonder Woman and uh, Bruce's daughter? Which is really strange because she's she's got ginger hair, and neither of them have yeah. ginger hair. It's like, what yeah, happened where'd there? You get that <laughs> where'd you get that she from? Di- <laughs> she dies it. <laughs> um, yeah, they end up fighting that, and Swamp Thing ends up becoming the last Swamp Thing, which is basically he's he's the Green Incarnate. He literally looks like Swamp Thing from Scott Snyder's run when he had wings and horns. And I'm yeah. like, oh, we haven't seen that design in so long. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, well, he's referencing himself naturally. Yeah, yeah. He becomes the final Swamp Thing to allow uh, the heroes into uh, the depths of Castle Batwell. Harley and Jonah, who who completely know that they are expendable. Um, sort they of have hold, a great moment. Hold the lion there against, uh, was it the Robin King? I love the Harley Quinn bit because she's like, I don't get invited to big events like this, so I don't know the rules. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. You don't. Yeah. And yeah, and I love Jonah just like is very, very uh, like curt with her. It's like, look, you don't get invited to these events, but like you're basically the, like expendable as am I. Yeah. Like you're, you're just here just to like keep someone busy while the yeah, big guys totally. like move in. <laughs> 
again, talk about metatext, and then it gets even more metatextual when they find Barbatos, the <laughs> villain of the original Death Metal, who has now fallen so far, and even that's part of the joke, too, where it's like, didn't the Batman Who Laughs used to work for you? Yeah, and now this guy's the bitch of the Batman Who Laughs, and and I, I love how, like, I love his, like, monologue. I was like, I'm not the one who did this. You guys did this, because you're heroes, and you fail everyone. And I, I, I Superman just, like, fucking knocks, it, knocks him out, and just, like, got sick of what he was saying barbages basically says crises don't happen on their own they yeah. happen as a direct result of people losing faith in their heroes and their universe is losing hope so basically scott snyder is saying all your favorite comic books keep rebooting over and over again because writers keep you know driving those characters into the ground over and over <laughs> again and they need a refresh yeah i i thought that was cool and then yeah superman knocks him out and doesn't want to hear a word of it <laughs> yeah which um, is very funny. Again, this book is a comedy, everyone. Yeah, I, again, I, I'm still getting people who don't seem to realize that this is just schlock and it's meant to be taken yeah. as schlock. It's meant to be a fun ride through the fucking multiverse. <laughs> it is a Silver Age story dressed up like a grim and gritty 90s story. Yeah, and it works so fucking perfectly. <laughs> it does. Um, so yeah, they end up making it to the um, to the portal and they use the, the Alfred boxes um yeah to, that's fun to traverse the the this this portal and it'll they have to think about the the crises that happened and each of the heroes get dumped at a certain crisis we get batman dumped at crisis on infinite earths uh superman at final crisis and mm. wonder woman at identity crisis no no infinite crisis, crisis infinite crisis yeah that was yeah. the one with superboy prime it's hard to fucking keep them straight yeah, um the thing is that they are uh, all these crises which were meant to be the original ones they're all a little bit different because of course because he's batman the batman who laughs knew this would happen and he gathered up the original villains of those stories mm -hmm. so dark side superway prime and the anti-monitor and sent yep. them back in time to these events with some upgrades so that they would they win, win them i had to tell people that they they were all the original these original characters so that's the original dark side the original superboy mm. prime and the original anti-monitor who the original anti-monitor who looks surprisingly like hawkman and martian manhunter's son looking like a gray martian isn't that interesting and before i'm like hey that doesn't make sense and it's like no way we actually know now because he's perpetua's kid and everything mm -hmm. and she created all the mar yeah that makes sense yeah also, Darkseid is like a Superman Darkseid now. I'm guessing he took like the wishing machine and like turned he, it on. He looks head. a little bit like Doomsday. Like he's infected bit, with bit. like the Doomsday virus or something. Yeah. So again, yeah, this was very important reading, everyone. I hope you didn't skip it because you <laughs> thought it was just an unnecessary tie. And no, this is literally the next part of the story. <laughs> and um, yeah, I guess uh, um, we also know that that Jeff Johns Scott Snyder book is going to be dealing with... Um, superboy prime so i'm guessing it's going to detail the story of how he got from the justice league at the end of uh shazam issue 14 to right. where he is now well that's cool yeah it was a good issue i really loved it i enjoyed it too it was very over the top yeah very over the top that people still still don't seem to understand <laughs> yeah that this is supposed to be silly yeah I mean, come on, they literally put Jaro in a brand new jar. Yeah, they make him a jar. <laughs> uh, what was the last one you had there, Matt? Uh, the last one I had was The Flash, issue 761, uh. the penultimate issue to the finish line story and to Joshua Williamson's 101-issue run. 
Hot damn. I've been hearing things, been hearing lots of things about this one. Oh, th- this was a big issue. This was a big issue. So, yeah, the, the Flash family fights the Legion of Zoom. Um, they're all fighting through the city. Uh, the Flashes realize that the reverse Flash never brought any speedsters on his team, which they find strange. So mm. they decide to, like, kind of, like, look into that a little bit. Um, Max Mercury uh, gains the ability to call any speedster from the multiverse to them uh through the That's speed force because of their connection as the flash family so he ends up calling like the earth 2 flash um nice uh ira uh jai all the all these characters you know and love all come uh, all because they are connected via the flash family in some way they all come to help and even the odds a little bit and they learn that uh the, the eobard couldn't bring any flashes because all of the villains there are brought to that earth via a different fr- like sound frequency they're not on the same sound frequency and are grounded mm. by the reverse flash and um impulse because last issue impulse fought the tornado twins and um ended up freeing his parents from uh eobard's grasp when he touched them because he reset reset them basically to their timelines right. and they learned that if they run at a certain frequency and create a shockwave they'll reverse all the villains and return them to the timelines so they end up doing that and winning the day and they will just suddenly realize like hey where's like barry and barry and uh reverse flash end up running into the time stream um so reverse flash isn't affected by this um, but what we learn from Reverse Flash is that this is all part of his plan. And again, this book leans so hard on that it was me, Barry. Me. <laughs> so much so that we learn that the Reverse Flash uses the negative speed force to speak at a hypnotic frequency that has basically been the one behind every every bad thing that DC has done in the last couple of years. He... he um, he coaxed um it's not it's kind of implied that he coaxed robin into starting that gulag and for kid flash not to say anything Um, amazing he coaxed uh wally west into murdering everyone in heroes in crisis (laughs) um he he didn't he told barry not to tell anyone about his and batman's button investigation um as well as barry to leave his family and uh getting to fights with like flash and all that basically just to keep them busy for so he could enact this plan of gathering all the villains and everything he he turned hunter zolomon into zoom by having his uh by uh framing that clown having him shot and everything uh he turned godspeed into godspeed by having august's mm. brother murdered and black hole framed going all the way back to the first arc. yeah yeah we can tie it all back in and again it's it's just it was it was me barry it was it was literally that fucking meme and i fucking love it <laughs> i so, love it so what we're so what we're saying is that eobarthon is the greatest villain in all of yeah. dc comics all yeah. your misery is yeah. tied back to him it was me austin it was me all along <laughs> even my family didn't know oh god damn it yeah and i said in my review like if this had happened in any other book i would i would call bullshit on it but because it happened in a flash book and it's related to like speed force hijinks it makes sense <laughs> and also no one is talking this. about this even though they should be oh yeah they absolutely should be talking about it. again it's the flash book no one talks about it yet it does all this like big shit that's funny that's really fucking funny. yeah oh and, and wally turns up for like a brief moment and and hey. and sort of 
um saves the flash and because of it eobard's like this isn't how it's meant to end what is this i need to find out what this is so he disappears into the time stream to go and find wally well now this i definitely have to read now if you're telling me this actively tries to fix other stories that were bad <laughs> it does uh it's it it's like such an asshole but at the same time you're like yeah that Please. that would happen that would absolutely happen and i love it i'll take this asshole do they try and explain away tom king's batman at all was he <laughs> no. telling bane and thomas <laughs> wayne to do dumb shit yeah, yeah. hit your son batman hit tim <laughs> Yeah. yeah, let's just say that now. Let's go back and say he was old. <laughs> he's sitting there. He's like eating a banana. Yeah, I hit Tim. Yeah, I hit Gordon too. I don't know. <laughs> also, don't, don't care when Al, uh, when your son goes in and gets Alfred killed. <laughs> but then, no. That's what I want. Just superimpose, what is it, reverse flash into the background of all of the Tom King scenes. Whenever anything didn't make sense, it was just him. <laughs> yeah, this thing in the background making scary helicopter noises. <laughs> Yeah, really. I mean, that's this is just too fucking funny. Well, hey, you know, if you if you mess with the button investigation, so yeah, you know, we can say ever since then that's yeah, where it yeah. all went downhill. Yeah. yeah, Batman was like like he he got residual effects on it or something, you know? Absolutely. Because that, that was about around energy. the time it started going to shit. Just after that, it arc. did. Yeah, it absolutely did. Friggin' Reverse Flash is in the car with a uh, Catwoman and her friend. Don't marry him. You shouldn't marry him. <laughs> nope, nope. He's a bad man. Very bad man. Cracks a beer and goes. Look, look, very bad, man. <laughs> you barred out. <laughs> God, that's this has got to be the new thing now. Whenever anything bad happens, the reverse flash. <laughs> hey, it, it, it works. It works. <laughs> actually, as the chat brings up, that was Flashpoint Batman doing all that dumb shit, and Reverse Flash did actually save him from the destruction of the Flashpoint universe yeah, in the yeah. new retcon. So yeah, it was all his fault. Yeah, yeah. Again, it all comes back to Reverse Flash. <laughs> Kill your son, Thomas. Glug, glug, glug. <laughs> Why would I do that? Team up with Bane. I don't even know who that is. Team up with Bane. Tom. Well, I guess I have to. Yeah, I'll just go, go find who this Bane fella is. <laughs> but I don't know who that is. This isn't my earth. Fucking do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's good shit. <laughs> so that's it. That's everything from this week. That's everything. <laughs> All right, everyone. We had a fucking jam-packed show this week. We talked for over two hours. You cannot say you got shortchanged this week. Thank you so much for watching and listening. We're so glad that you spent your Sunday night with us here. I know uh, things are changing now. Some people are going back to school. Some places, some people aren't. Some people are doing online classes. Yeah, well, no matter what you do, remember, wear your mask, wash your ass. Yeah, wash your ass if you take nothing away from this show is that, uh, oh no, or maybe they won't because Reverse Flash is whispering in their ears, don't wash your ass. <laughs> it's all him. It's all. This was also part of my time travel plan to get the whole world to not wash their ass. Yeah, use explosives on your gender reveal. <laughs> there you go. There's friggin' burn down the forest because why not? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for watching. As always, if you're a patron, you'll get to listen to this first before anyone else. Uh, for as little as a dollar a month, it's always very appreciated. Goes towards keeping the lights on here, paying Matt for all the good work he does running the show and making it look nice and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, for everyone else, you can find this Wednesday, uh, 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. So always check that out. And uh, yeah, that'll just about do it for us, everyone. Thank you so much. We will see you all next time. See you, everyone. <laughs>